What's up, everybody? It's your old friend, John Middlecoff. I'm here to tell you about our friends at Game Time. Here's what I need you to do. Go to your smartphone, download a little app called Game Time. Baseball season's in full swing. Oracle Park. Been there a million times. Never doesn't live up to the hype. Go get yourself some garlic fries, a brewski, maybe uh, some ice cream. They have very good Ghirardelli ice cream there. And when you do that, promo code HAM. So download the Game Time app. Your first pair of tickets, promo code HAM, H-A-M, save $20. The A's, only going to be in the Bay Area for the rest of this season. You probably can basically go for free. Just buy a pair of tickets to any baseball game. They also have comedy shows if you want to check one of those out, or concerts. Game Time app, promo code HAM, save yourself $20. We don't even need to thank you. Just hammer that promo code. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson natural boneless chicken breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Middle call! Hey, me! Oh, man. This is uh, it's the music we all need right now, Middlecoff. The music we all need. Quarantined. Are you? Are you self-quarantined right now? Shout out to everybody listening, recording this podcast on a Sunday. I feel like a lot more people on social media self-quarantined than actual uh, people in real life, guy. I, I know you and I did uh, detective work might be strong, but just kept our eyes open if we were driving around and... I saw a lot of action in downtown Walnut Creek. Did you? Bars packed. Did a little detective work called like two or three of the bigger restaurants in uh, in the area. Booked. It's called at four o'clock. Wouldn't even have been able to get a reservation till eight. Think about that. Wow. Think those about the, that. Those are the people you want to stay away from. I uh, I did. I, I I have been. Here's the thing. I'm learning the last few days, Middlecoff. I think I can entertain myself maybe better than most people can because I've had a few people like, hey, why don't you, one of our neighbors, why don't you come hang out? We'll play some games, get some uh, appetizers, you know, and I'm like, I mean, look, I would love to hang out with you. I would be entertained. It'd be cool. But eh, check back in two weeks. I'm cool right now. Not worth the risk for me. I got plenty of shows to watch and podcasts to listen to and, you know, in theory, books to read. It's cool. I can I take made some naps. I made it through 20 pages on Friday. 22, <laughs> I think. Well, I do think it's going to be like the summer. The summer in George! Right now, a lot of people are planning to read a lot of books that three months from now, let's check on those book reports. I don't think they're getting read. See, that that's where that mindset of a younger people, like, let's get together, that's kind of the point of the quarantine is not getting together, right? <laughs> yeah. That yeah. The part of it is like, yeah, you can if you quarantine, if you're married with your family or whatever, but it's not then to go bring those people with your people and then maybe add a couple other people in the building. That's not the point of this whole thing. Right. You know, if, if we're doing that, fuck, we might, let's just go get dinner then. The seven of us, right? So are I you mean, doing that or are you not? Because I, no, I, I am not. No, that's not allowed. I drove by, uh, to your point, and you're right, I drove by a restaurant. I drove by, uh, well, actually, I'll go back a step. 
So what's today? Sunday. Friday, I got two texts five minutes apart from two different friends of the city. One of them's like, you think Balboa Cafe's popping off right now? Question mark. The other one is, how's the marina looking? Should we day drink? Question mark. And I just cracked up laughing because both of them, these are people in their 30s. And I'm like, well, no. First of all, at that time, it didn't, everyone kind of, it was kind of weird. Like people were walking places, but not really just avoiding people on the sidewalk. I drove by Balboa Cafe, which for people who don't know, is in a very popular area on Fillmore Street, which is a busy street in San Francisco. I drove by on Saturday night at about 6 o'clock, and it was packed. Absolutely packed. And I got home, and I went to the calendar, and I said, when does the college football season start? I asked myself. And I looked, August 29th. Notre Dame Navy in Dublin. I either I didn't know, I forgot that that's the first college football game of the year, John. Wow, I didn't know that either. And I did the math. I said, okay, let's count it up. It's 170 days away. 170 days. And so this is my plea to everybody out there. You don't have to care about old people or people with compromised immune systems. You don't have to care about your neighbor. You don't have to care about children. Your dogs can't get it, so they're fine anyway. If you care about college or NFL football, selfishly, be selfish. I'm telling you right now, 170 days is not that far. If we don't shape up right now, football is in jeopardy, John. Football is in jeopardy. So doing it for other people's health, that's the number one reason. But if you're just going to do it for yourself, I'm telling you right now, football is in jeopardy if we don't get our shit together right now. Guy, I appreciate the passion. And that that was the audio version of a lot of tweets I've seen the last 48 hours. And that was passionate. Here's my problem. <laughs> okay. Not, not my problem with you or even the message, but the reality of the other side. They don't give a shit. Because <laughs> if you tell people... So I'm telling just, them be selfish. Let's just use the number 40. 40 and under. You have zero health problem. Like you, it's this, you can get it. It doesn't mean a goddamn thing. And there are stuff open. People are just going to go. To me, it is just, and I, as of recording this in the middle of the day or afternoon on Sunday, there are reports like Ohio shutting down bars and restaurants. It feels like California is going to be right behind them. It's, by the time you know we record a midweek podcast, maybe all the bars and restaurants in America are shut down. It is, you got to take it out of our hands. My issue with the corona guy, there is too much gray area in the quarantine. And as I saw people last night, I didn't come to their defense of like, you know, they're out and about. But like, there is not some hard and fast rules. We don't do gray area well. I think if you tell everyone, you got to stay inside, everything's shut down, what will people do? They'll stay inside. You, you tell the American people to do something and you mandate it and you don't give them a choice, they'll just do it. But you cannot go, well, you know... Yeah, this bar's open. I mean, get some food. You know, just do whatever you want. Because in fairness, like, well, you can go to Safeway because you got to eat or whatever. But I went to Safeway on Friday morning or Thursday morning. Can't even remember now. It was packed. I mean, slammed at like, it was Friday at probably, we have to, no, we didn't record. So probably like 1030 in the morning. I'm talking lines out of like five or six cashiers, seven, eight deep, wow. old people. And I felt like, God, am I too close? But what are you going to do? You know, I needed some waters, needed some, needed just a couple frozen foods just in case. 
Got some bread and peanut butter. And, I, I could survive on peanut butter and jellies probably if I had to. I, I just, the, the corona, there's a lot of unknown going on with the corona right now in terms of what we should do. And I don't think you can have people try to guess. It's why, what is Belichick? He fucking, it, Saban he gets a lot of credit for this, right? Your job is very specific. You know exactly what you have to do. Mm. You know why? Because whether you're the offensive coordinator for Nick Saban or just Bill the Plumber, you do need a, a specific description of what to do. And right now there just isn't one. And in fairness, I think we're learning as we go. But I, 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 I don't think it's fair to kind of shame people because it's like we don't know. I'm not saying you should, but I see a lot of people like these fucking morons. Well, I, just tell people stop going out. It's on the government, not on the people. Well, I would say, much like the Rudy Gobert situation, there's a happy medium. Like, I think there's a right amount to make fun of Rudy Gobert. But there's also, like, let's not get crazy and act like he started this whole thing. Everything, like, okay. I think with people at bars, there's a right amount. Because I do think... Now, I will eliminate college kids from this. Because, like, you told me earlier, like... That there are that's a different category. To to me, if you're going to the bars to sit there and drink, that's what about dinner? About going to get dinner? Yeah, I think that's a little different. I do think that's a little different. Yeah. Um, like what if you don't have any food? Right. Right. No, I think that's a little different. And and there's a little more space between you in theory. Um, like I saw your uh your gym, the, the every other treadmill they closed off. Well, what I think my gym is attempting to do is the prices there are fucking astronomical. Be like kind of a poor man's Equinox. I think Equinox is like 350 a month or whatever. This mm-hmm. It's not it's that less. much. No. Oh, it is? 250? Yeah. Uh yeah, I'm not maybe in that range. I'm not my, sure. My, I don't my, I've my, never been to one, but my gym's approaching Check it out. <laughs> my, my gym's approaching two. So you go, you do the math, however many fucking people, they are a little like the NBA. They are desperately trying not to shut down. Cuz if they shut down for 30 days, they're not going to be able to charge people, right? Right, right. And you start doing the math, 200 a pop, and really it's actually, I'm an individual. The family plans, which is a ton of families, probably four, $500 for big packages. Hmm. The revenue there is probably massive. It's also a hotel. The mortgage is huge. Their last case scenario, or their worst case scenario has to be, right, shutting down and having to just refund a month. And this is where I get back to the greed stuff with the NBA owners. I do believe a lot of people in the media, when you just use the word like billionaire, just because you're a quote-unquote billionaire on paper, that does not mean, like, there's a chance, and I'm not not defending, like, all the owners should pay the people as well. Just like the players, like, they're doing the right thing as well. Like, you see Rudy Gobert gave 500 million, or excuse me, $500,000 today. Yeah. Like, the Utah group. Like, it's... He's worth $100 million, and right. his contract's up next year. He'll get another, what, $150, $200? Like it's, he's doing the right thing, and whether he had gotten it or not. Like I, a lot of people are like trying to shame the owners because, no, the players are worth hundreds. They're 100 millionaires. That's what all these guys that are donating. Zion is already worth $100 million, and he's 19. But I, I think we need a lot of people in the media to, and I know a lot of people that listen are either maybe small business owners or work. You realize that, just because, let's say your business is worth $50 million. That does not mean you just have $50 million in the bank, right? There, there's a lot of money going all over the place. It, it is a little more complicated, I think, than a lot of, like, Rachel Nichols. Like, why are the billionaires, they don't have a billions of, some of them do. Just like LeBron James might have $400 million in the bank. But some guys don't. 
right? Some NBA players, did you see the story that the NBA is going to keep paying the players? Which I thought was, I was actually a little shocked. Yeah, that is a little surprising. Well, those guys, you know, it's just going to be interesting. Like Joe Lacob's point is, well, I'm going to keep having to pay Steph and all these guys all this money. Well, the the revenue that I'm used to, just the, the cycle of it all is stopping, yet the expenses yeah. are not stopping. It, I, I just, I'm not trying to give like sympathy for any owner at all. But I, I do think we can take a step back, take a deep breath, and realize this is pretty complicated for a lot of fucking businesses. Uh, yeah, so on that, I'll say there is a difference between the right thing to do and what is owed, right? Those are two different things. The, the, the right thing to do is not necessarily what somebody, quote-unquote, deserves or what you owe it to somebody to do, but it doesn't mean it's not the right thing to do. Um, but there's a fine line there. Like, you can applaud somebody for doing the right thing. I don't think you can kill people for doing stuff that is beyond what is owed. So there's gray area there. That's the first thing. The second thing, I think you made a great point um, in the history of, like, for us, just from a business standpoint, more so when we did a radio show than in the podcast. You've heard the ads, the things that are advertised on the podcast. They tend to be more national brands. But there are things that are smaller, people that you've talked to, are talking to, people that might jump on board in the future, we hope. I saw Oaklandish, which is uh, a brand, a store in Oakland, had a good – they had a tweet that I thought was really good. They said, if there is a local business that you think is hurting and you want to support, but you're afraid of coronavirus and don't want to go in, one thing you can do is buy a gift card to that store. They have – they get the cash immediately. You can use the service at a later date. Now, hopefully that you know they stay in business and the service will still exist, but – I thought that was one way when you're talking about, because you're right, there are people listening that are small business owners. We, we know, we've heard from you guys. And there is this this tug of, well, they don't want to uh, put their workers in harm's way, but their workers need jobs. They need to make money. It's It's like this weird dynamic that it's hard to navigate. So anyway, that was just one thing that I saw that I thought was good, and that seemed like the time to repeat it. Because well, um, as of recording this, the information that's coming out, right, from Ohio and I think where our state's headed, I think clearly, and we saw this last week around Tuesday, once the ball starts rolling, everyone kind of follows suit because they realize, well, this is probably just the safe thing to do, right? whether they don't want to do it, that we could be headed. I, I mean, is it crazy Sunday, March 15th, that by, by March – 25th we're just in a shutdown across america john that's 10 days away this thing hasn't been we are now uh this is day two after i was trying to think by the way help me out here do you want to call it day two after sports or day two after play that works better because it's day two ap but is this day two after ap biggie's tournament played on friday morning a half a half remember they did yeah it was a thursday morning was it Thursday morning? All yeah, the first round. Oh, Thursday morning. You're right. So this no, is day no, three. No, yeah, Sorry. no one played. Cause, Thank you. Because the PGA tournament played Thursday Play. as well, right? So and Friday. They, yep. By you. Friday, everything had stopped. So Literally this is day, Sunday is day three. Doesn't it you count, feel like you count forever? UFC? Uh, UFC I wasn't. Five. No, it's insane. But did you watch it? Well, I, th- I guess what I was watching was just a replay. Was there? Was it a pay per view or? Yeah, it must have been. Or no, it was on ESPN Plus. Maybe is what it was. Yeah, so that's pay- equivalent of pay per view from my world. I wasn't going to count that, but I'm saying this is Sunday is day three after play, day three AP. 
the last game I watched feels like two weeks ago. So 10 days from now, I mean, John, how about Wednesday? What the fuck is going to happen by Wednesday? I'm with you. Like, at this point, I don't think the NBA is coming back. I don't. I think college football is going to get pushed back in the NFL. I College? You Wait, football? I, I'm prepared. I'm, look, this is not me like, here, I'm making a prediction. I'm just telling you what I feel in my gut. Like, because 170 days is a long way on one hand, but how long does it take for us to get to not, hey, everything's cool and we're getting back to normal and businesses are open again. Like, to me, businesses are open and everyone can go back to work is not happening on the same day that everyone says, all right, 80,000 seat stadiums, we're good to go for that too. Well, you're you're right from the... At least football, I just there think is it's in a, jeopardy. That's all. Football, I'm there is a ton of time. I, I, just, I think the I think the NBA and Major League Baseball, let's say in the next thirty to forty days, the quote unquote the the curves that everyone keeps is trending and it's below the line and we're headed toward the right way. How could you justify playing again? How could you? I just don't see how we'll be there by then. How could you? How could the Utah Jazz play Rudy Gobert and Donovan Mitchell? Yeah, well, it's not just like those guys might be clear of it though in two months. To me, it's more about can, can you put a, it's a little different circumstance. Clearly, let's say they're cleared, like it's just like they're healthy. Yeah. Do you remember? I mean, I don't. We don't. We were really young when this happened, but I mean, it's been talked about. We've seen shows about it that when Magic Johnson was going to play in that All Star game in 92 when they let him come back. Mm-hmm. Carl Malone was pretty outspoken. Like, I ain't fucking playing next to the guy with AIDS. Right. And then, like, David Stern stepped up and said, like, basically sh- something Adam Silver would never do. Like, shut the fuck up. You guys are playing. And it was Carl Malone was, I think, the outspoken one. But pretty clear, I would imagine there were some other ones that just kind of kept their mouth shut. If I was an NBA player, and this is it, it was, it's been powerful enough to stop my sport. Like, this is... In if you're a 30 year old guy in the NBA, you've been playing basketball probably pretty consistently for 20 plus years. Nothing like this has ever happened. That you go, I'm gonna step on the court with this guy, and we still don't have that much information. I, I don't know, man. And, and again, the the Carl Malone thing, just more uneducated. There was so much unknown. Kind of like this though, there is just a ton of unknown. I, would you feel comfortable stepping on? Let's just say they restarted playing in 45 days. Rudy Gobert. You see that other guy? Uh, I, I don't even know. I'd never even heard of him. Had like a career night against Rudy like last week. Has it too? Some big. I can't even. No. I don't even know what team he's on. But Shams tweeted it yesterday. I I I have a hard time seeing. His name is uh. No, wrong guy. Uh, I saw it yesterday. Oh, Christian Wood from the Pistons. He had he had a career night. Thirty two points. Uh, actually against the Sixers, but the Sixers. Or the Pistons had played the Jazz, and then like the next night he had a career night, and then it turns out he's got Corona. I, I, I just I have a hard time seeing guys feel comfortable with those two guys. Not even it's not it's just it just is what it is. Just because the unknown, the uncertainty. Like Carl Malone's comments look terrible. Fifteen twenty years later, and actually David Stern deserves a lot of credit. Just like getting Magic's back. I actually don't think like if let's say the Utah Jazz in forty five days the NBA resumes. And their first games against, let's just say the Clippers. And that's a bad example because this guy wouldn't talk. Let's say it's the Rockets. And James Harden was like, I'm not playing against Rudy Gobert. I think a lot of people would say, I, I understand where James Harden's coming from. Yeah, I but see, I don't 
uh, to me, I don't see it playing out like that. I see it playing out more like... Um, That's the best just, case scenario. It comes back, which seems unlikely. That's the best case scenario. I'm well, talking like the NBA actually oh, comes back, which yeah, is clearly like, in doubt. I hadn't thought of it that way. I guess I was thinking of it more like um, now that we've gone down this road of leagues leaving it in the hands of the, you know, disease experts, I just have a hard time seeing us. And by the way, keep in mind, let's just say everything shuts down like we think it might. Now, people live in that world. And after a few days, a few weeks in that world, now you're super apprehensive about actually going out when people say it's cool. I just think people to be uncomfortable walking back into a stadium of 20,000 people, I just don't see us getting there in a month or two. I just think it's, I don't know. Like I, I've they noticed, transition John, to a time where you replay games with no one there, baseball, basketball, it, yeah, whatever? Yeah, maybe, maybe that's the first thing that happens where it's like people are going back to work, but we're still not doing 20,000 seat, 40,000 seat, 80,000 seat stadiums. So we'll play golf tournaments, baseball games, just no one's allowed in beside you know, uh, team personnel. Yeah, maybe we do go back there. That maybe that is the first step back. Would you you want to do prediction on the hand? That's the first step back, because it does feel you're right. Well, like I, it's going to be hard for people to feel comfortable if this does get weird here the next couple of weeks. To do that, you would have to. Would you have to te- make sure everybody's tested before they go? But here's the thing: like, I think yeah. you test them, but then tomorrow they leave. You got to test them again when they come back again. How quickly are those? Te- we don't even have enough tests for all that. Yeah, I mean, well, clearly the NBA has access. <laughs> yeah. So I, I yeah I, I the NBA does get the inside track on the test. Yeah. Yeah. They the NBA took up like what was it 58 of the 75 available tests in the state of Oklahoma in one day. I saw that. Now, I I did see a good defense. They said, "Well, one guy had it, so you'd be stupid to not test everyone around him immediately, so at least you could corral it." Like it wasn't necessarily like it actually makes sense when you think about it, like you know, test everyone in close vicinity to them immediately so you can corral those people. Right, right. Right? It's like, well, yeah, the guy sitting at the top deck, like, should we waste that test or should we test Donovan Mitchell that's been fucking next to Rudy Gobert running pick and rolls? <laughs> right? God. Or the trainer. Like, I, I think we should test the trainer before we should do gym in uh, the upper bowl. Yeah. Even though I've, you see the kid. You're all safe. From, the kid that got an autograph from Rudy. I know. You are all safe. Nobody worry. You are all, everyone leave as fast as possible. You are all safe. I do think Rudy rebounded pretty well. Yeah. Uh, no no pun intended, but just he he did something on at NBA. You clearly I bet the league and Adam Silver like, "Hey man, man, can you do something?" He gave $500. I've read a lot like he's a super high character guy. He, he seems like he feels terrible. Of course he does. <laughs> yeah. It's a yeah. bad move. Or I mean just a mistake. That people and this is where I get back to the people in bars. I view myself, again, this is, I'm not trying to sound like an egotistical fucking narcissist or something, but as a much more well-balanced, and I got a long way to go, human at 35 than anywhere close to the human I was in my 20s. Like, I, I don't, I have some similarities about just, like, basic things, how to treat people and character stuff, but you do grow a lot. I, I feel just as you age, Rudy Gobert's 27 years old. I might have done something really stupid at well, just like all the kids at the bars, you know, all these all these schools, like colleges, right, are basically canceling slash going virtual. So all these kids at Cal wherever any school, if I was at Cal Poly and the Corona was going on, we would kind of be if put me my twenty one year old self, we'd probably not give a shit. 
Just it would just, to me it would be it's very similar to just uh, driving by an accident and everybody's looking like that's what everybody at every age does, but it's just we're living through this unique time. Let's make the most of it. But I think this one specific when you tell the immature group, which are just younger people, you're good. Like you can't tell them that and be like, yeah, but we need you to quarantine. They're like, well, I'm good. It's just if you if you had said this. Uh, 15 to 25 age men, very susceptible, could die if they get corona. <laughs> I, I think they would act a little different. Right. You know, so it's just, to me, it's understandable, not justifying Rudy, but it does kind of make, who knows? Like, it, 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 he, it was liable to happen, now, not to get it, but were there other players that might have made a, a subtle joke within the last couple weeks that maybe didn't get airtime because they don't have it? Possibly. And I'm not even t- NBA, maybe baseball players. I mean, is it fair to say that a baseball player probably would have slipped up if they would have just had another week of operating under the corona? Just throwing a jock strap on somebody's head? Yeah, just doing something. Every yeah. locker room has that guy. Every every one of you listening has a friend that you know would have pulled the Rudy Gobert. At least you yeah. did. 100%. I, I, I mean, I could have been, it could have been me. Not, uh, not not this version, but you know, the yeah, tenure. Ago. Right, right. Yeah. Uh, we just got to forgive and move on. Let's just move forward, everybody. Now I sound like a disaster control. Let's everybody. Let's just forget about the past and move forward. Shockingly, John, there were multiple sports stories on Sunday. Which, on one hand, I was disappointed because it lets all these other people off the hook, who people can't people who just can't do a show. Uh, but for me, it, on the other hand, it is kind of cool because there's some good stories out there. So let's just start with this. And by the way, again, if you're listening in, our week will continue uh, as normal in terms of this podcast. Maybe something else, but we'll get to that later. Um, The Niners are out on Tom Brady, says Chris Sims. And the Titans, we know, are out on Tom Brady because they just signed Ryan Tannehill to a massive contract. And we'll do that conversation next. But the Niners are out on Tom. The Titans are out on Tom. Who did Chris Sims say it's down to now? The Buccaneers. And the New England Patriots. Okay. Well, I, I, I think the number one thing Chris Sims said is, because there was growing buzz. I mean, there was a story. And then it became understandable that it could be realistic with the Niners and Tom Brady. Chris Sims, who has, has a tattoo that Kyle Shanahan has as well because they were best friends in college. Like, that's not... It's not a source. Like, that's his... What is the tattoo? Just like a longhorn or something? Yeah, I think... I don't know. There are stories on it. It's something that they all share. I think it's kind of stupid. I did not know about this story. Four guys got it on their ankles. I I think it's pretty small. That's his guy. Like, they are... That's his legitimate friend. Be like me or you. You know, if I said, like, Haberman... What tat should we get? That's a good question. (laughs) Uh, You think of one, and I'll... It'd have to be somewhere that I can hide it. But, uh... He's not coming to the Niners, and I think that's that's kind of news because I, I think we all, I mean, it is legitimately news. thought it was uh, not a Hail Mary, but I would say unlikely. But the one thing you and I had said for a couple weeks is it is the NFL, and stuff happens, and you can never discount anything when it comes to a quarterback. At least we now have finality that, like, he would not have said that if Kyle said, like, we're not doing this because clearly, like you said, this morning, once the CBA passed, teams just, they're operating with their plan, right, that they put together the last couple months. And clearly, they talked about it. I think it's fair to assume 
had a legitimate discussion and came to grips with, we're not going to do this, right? Not even pursue them. Because I would say even pursuing them, if it gets out, which would be kind of weird because they have the same agent, but like they had just contract talks with Tom. Not that yeah. not that Jimmy, like a part of life, but still like if it didn't go down, Jimmy would go, you thought about replacing me. Again, it is Tom fucking Brady. So I, we've been saying about Derek, you kind of have to understand, but I think in G- different Jimmy, different than Carr is like, I just, I was a quarterback. We just, we were up 10 points in the Super Bowl. It'd be one thing if like, you know, guy, they were one and done. It'd be like, well, Jimmy, you know, you didn't win anything in the playoffs. And I think the counter would be, well, he didn't do that much in the playoffs. But the reality was he was a starting quarterback on a team that had a 10-point lead with seven minutes to go in the Super Bowl, right? That's who, who is not a Trent Dilfer type player. That is like, you clearly can win with this guy. Right. It, it would have been, and Tom is not a 35-year-old. For, he's 43. It would have been, let's just say the, the hypothetical of it actually happened, not just the historical of this this his you know goat moving teams, but the move in a vacuum would have the risk would have been pretty high, right? The chance Tom just not as good. The chance Tom, the offense doesn't quite mesh with them. The chance they just who knows it, the, the, gets hurt. Yeah, you agree though. The risk would have been extremely. It would have been a very very risky move. The locker room who clearly loves them, like yeah. like what, what did you say? George Kittle, would he Instagram something last week? Like, this is my fucking guy or something, like in support of Jimmy when the story first Yeah, broke? was it Kittle or Juszczyk. Staley or – yeah. Like, they clearly like him a lot, right? Like, the core group of guys. It's not, I don't think it's fake. Again, it's the NFL. Most of these guys, if you've been around longer, you see things that are out of your control that you don't necessarily agree with. Wouldn't you say the sport that has guys cut, traded, and just – Personnel moves probably the most that uh, an individual player on that team, if he's on a team six or seven years and a good starter, would probably just inherently like, yeah, I don't, I wouldn't have done that. Happens the most in football, just given the amount of transactions that happen in the sport. Just cu- yes, because especially yes. the amount of just veteran players that get cut, and you're thinking like, God, we couldn't figure out a way to keep that guy. We're cutting this, you know, it just happens. A lot. Right, right, yeah. Was it was it Saturday when all those players? Oh no, it's Friday. All those guys were getting cut. It's one thing like Thomas Davis is old, but then you see like Linville Joseph, you know, uh, Jonathan Joseph, like just starting players on good teams. Just boop, 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 boop. Delaney Walker. I would imagine if you walked in the Titans locker room and go, what do you think of Delaney Walker? They'd be like, you mean the guy that's been our team captain for like the last four years? Yeah. <laughs> that's my fucking guy. But it's different with, yeah, it's I mean, different with quarterbacks. I, I, I think the conversation – happening was a reasonable thing it was reasonable for the 49ers to have that conversation I think they reached the right conclusion I mean like we talked about a lot I think it's a conversation that kind of stops you and you go should we be talking about this but um even as we talked about it I thought it would be pretty shocking yeah for him to end up as the 49ers uh Quarterback, honestly, not quite as shocking, but I'd still be pretty shocked. Like Tom Curran, right around the time that that news broke, Tom Curran wrote that it's not look like he doesn't think Brady's going back to New England. And I'll tell you, man, like if you t- if I, if you've got this photo of Tom Brady holding up a Bucks jersey at a press conference, it just that would be to me pretty shocking, and it would be. 
maybe Bill wants him even less than we think, and maybe he wants to leave even more than we think. Well, I would say the one thing Chris Sims source is Kyle. So when he says no, he also when he adds the Bucks or the Patriots, I don't know if I go as far to like that's one hundred percent correct because I saw some people tweeting yesterday, like NFL people, the Chargers, they have put themselves in position of trading for a guard. They're in position to draft a tackle. Their roster is really good. They re-signed Austin Eckler. They already got some sweet receivers. They franchise Hunter Henry. Like they are, wouldn't you say? Just their roster on paper is kind of equipped for Tom. Now that what I keep getting back to is, can you imagine Tom Brady taking orders from Anthony Lynn? Because I can't. To me, if Bruce Arians was the coach of the Chargers, I think we'd all be saying we'd put more validity than the Bucks because I think we just say the Tampa Bay Buccaneers out loud and it just doesn't resonate. But they do. I mean, Arians an elite coach. They have offensive weapons. They did win seven or eight games this year with a quarterback throwing 50 fucking interceptions. It's not it, – football-wise, you would agree, siphoning out the jersey and the look, it's kind of Michael Jordan Wizards-ish. But their team is better than Michael Jordan's Wizard-ish 01, right? The Bucks. Yeah, I mean, given the, who their coach is, yeah, and the, some of their talent, yeah, yes. I mean, they, they just and co- and coach. It's hard, like to me, coach is just so much more impactful in football. So yeah, better. yeah. But I had a buddy I talked to in the NFL the other day, and I was asking him a little. Oh, Vita Vea came up, and he's like, "God, he looked pretty. Yeah. He looked good last year." And I said, "What about Devin White?" He's like, "That guy's gonna be a fucking stud." Like they do just have on top of Evans and Chris Godwin and. And O.J. Howard, like, they do have some big-time, huge weapons. Like, would you take – would the Niners take Chris Godwin and Mike Evans over their wide receivers right now? Would they give up seven of their wide receivers right now for those two? For the <laughs> Patriots? I mean, those guys are dominant. So, I, I Tom's has options. That's the one thing pretty clear, right? If Tom wants to go to the Chargers, they would say yes. If Tom wants to go to the Bucks, they yeah. would say yes. So, to me yeah, – but, I mean, it goes back to does he want to go to the Chargers? Yeah, to me, he's got – Two options beside the Patriots where I think he could justify if I'm on the team, we're in the playoffs. That's where I think the Raiders, wouldn't you say, like, it, can Tom say if I'm on their team, we're in the playoffs? I don't think he can say that with a straight face. That's not a shot. It's just a reality. You guys made the playoffs one time 17 years for the Raider fans listening. Yeah, look, I mean, I think Tom has to look at a team the same way that I would have said the Niners have to look at him. Um, and we'll get to this later, but it looks like being the one seed is going to be all the more valuable than even before, right? Uh, with playoff expansion, if that's the only team that gets a first round bye. And so But is that is that coming are, into factor though? I mean, do you think about being No, a but here's seed? my point though. So if you are like from the Niners perspective, it would have been partly this. You are signing him to make the throw, if I'm gonna overly simplify it, you're gonna sign him to make the throw that Jimmy Garoppolo didn't make in the Super Bowl. But the counter argument is, well, you still have to get to the Super Bowl. And that requires sixteen weeks of playing consistent football, of playing good football, of being able to hold up and make little plays along the way or big plays against the Saints and the Ravens and the Seahawks and all this stuff over the course of the regular season. I think if you're Tom, you kind of got to look at it the same way. Like, okay, I know that when we step on the field for the Super Bowl, I can play as well as any. I can make all the throws that nobody else has ever made as consistently as I've made them. But I still need a team around me that gets me to the Super Bowl. Like, I think that's how both of them have to look at it. And so now if you're Brady, it's like, you know, being a five seed is not like, 
I need a team that's better than that because now everyone is even more. I need a team that's good enough with me, if he's being honest with himself, not being the best quarterback in the NFL, that we can get to the Super Bowl together and then I can do the things that I do. Because to me, that's what Tom Brady is here to do now. He's not here to carry you for seven. Well, that, that's where I think probably then the Chargers like the Patriots, though I think the Buccaneers' defense played better down the stretch. They just don't have as many pieces. Is the Patriots have, I mean, statistically, I, at one point in time, you could argue, I don't know how it exactly ended. It depends what metric you look at. The best defense in the league last year. I think we'd all agree the Niners was a more dynamic defense because they had better pass rush. But just in terms of points per game, I think the counter would be, yeah, fuck, their schedule's relatively easy. They play. Their division doesn't score a lot of points. But regardless, he goes... I got a championship defense in New England, right? I saw this morning that Devin McCourty's going to sign back. Uh, so their defense is going to be elite. They signed Matthew Slater, probably Belichick's favorite player ever, even past Brady, the special teamer only, re-signed. Uh, it's just for Brady to stay there. It's, well, who's our weapons? And yeah. that, that, to me, is the question that I, I guess, well, depending on, you know... well. Schefter tweeted while we're recording that it does look like the schedule is going to stay on schedule for the league year. I should, we kind of bearing the lead here in that the other element that's important that we should have said it at the beginning is not only did Chris Sims say that the Niners declined to pursue Brady, but he said that Tom Brady's number one choice was to go to San Francisco. Well, how can you blame them? Their team stacked. Well, yeah, of course. But I'm just saying like there was this conversation about is there, is this just a leverage play or is it, what is this? Um, so I think Kyle kind of wanted it out. Like this, this was his yes, idea. He did. This was his idea for sure. This was not because, in fairness to Kyle, like, I don't think they were like, should we go pursue Brady? Like, no, you're. They actually, they have a lot more pressing needs, right? They have a no cap space. They don't have any fucking draft picks. They're trying to extend two star players. They have another player that's a free agent who's a stud. They got a franchise tag and trade him. Their situations, their quarterback. You you could argue Jimmy is actually one of the more stable things they have right now. He's just under contract. He's their starter. They don't have to worry about him, right? Because yep. you could say guys like Staley and Richard are somewhat worries to them. Well, Richard Sherman's going in the last year of his contract. He's their only corner that's worth a shit. Joe Staley, aging left tackle. Do we need to replace him? Like, you got bigger picture things than just sign Brady. It doesn't change the fact you have all these things you need to figure out. Like, I, I actually think the Niners... If this free agency just stays on pace, it's going to be fascinating to kind of see what they do, right? Yeah. Yep. Because the Armstead topic, right? That comes back. Emmanuel Sanders, all that. Well, you, well I have a, as of recording this, he hasn't been officially tagged or unofficially. Right. I would imagine by the date is tonight, I think, or Monday morning at 11. Whatever the date is, like he's getting tagged. Like he's one thing I know. Whether he's on the Niners or on another team, he ain't just, oh, just hitting free agency, unrestricted. <laughs> just bid on me. Like, that ain't happening. Right? Would yeah. th That would be more shocking than, like, Brady leaving. That they just let him walk. That makes no sense. So, to me, but he gets tagged. Like, he's probably getting traded, I'd assume. Armstead. Yeah. Armstead. Though, he has said he will play on the tag. Because I think he likes it here and it's, it's a lot of money. Is that who Mariota was visiting uh, on Saturday when somebody tweeted at us that they saw Mariota out? Could be. Maybe he just in Sacramento. Is there a chance that he's just kind of stuck out here and doesn't want to be in? I don't know. <laughs> Could be. 
All right, John, before we move on, let's tell the people about Untuck It. Untuck It, which, when you use the promo code HAM, offers you 20% off your first order and, and this is the good part, free shipping and returns, free shipping and free returns all over the United States when you go to untuckit.com with the promo code HAM. Yeah, guy, Untuck It. Uh, it's so easy to use. You go to untuckit.com. I have collared shirts, button-up shirts. They just fill up my closet. Actually, wore one last night just walking around the home. And uh, looking good, trying trying to stay uh, trying to stay clean, you know. Untuckit.com. That's actually a good idea. Uh, it's so easy to use. You can search it once you get to Untuckit.com. You got the button ups. You have the collar shirts. They have like a long sleeve uh, kind of uh, shirt that I have with a couple buttons. It's pretty nice. We love it. They've been a loyal sponsor because we like them, and I'm glad to keep them rolling because Untuckit is basically my wardrobe when it comes to button up shirts. Uh, more than 50 fit combinations. I tweeted uh, on Sunday about the fact that my mom used to order the uh, Husky size for me out of the JCPenney catalog when I was uh, a kid, Yeah, like 6th, 7th grade. Husky was the size. Not fat, just Husky. That's, that's what they called it. Uh, so I need one of those 50 fit combinations you know. Untucked shirts look good on great, tall, short, slim, athletic guys of all ages. Untucked com promo code HAM saves you 20% off your first order by using our code HAM at checkout plus free shipping and free returns. Like it. One of the things that happened Sunday was Ryan Tannehill became an even richer man, John. A contract with the uh, Titans with 60, what, 62, $63 million guaranteed. Um, over $90 million in total. And um, for the team, injury guarantees year three or fully guaranteed on the fifth day of the 2021 league year. So at, at least he is their quarterback for two years, as you said, at around $30-plus million per year when you factor in the guaranteed money. Underrated part about Ryan Tannehill, like the more productive version and probably the modern post-CBA version of Sam Bradford, had a bizarre career. People forget mm. he was not like a third-round pick. He was – I pretty sure like the 12th pick or the 10th pick in the draft. He mm -hmm. was he was a first-round pick. This is his second contract extension since he, that first-round money. Remember the the uh, Dolphins? Mike Tannenbaum gave him an extension. It felt like he kind of had a unique football. It felt like his career was borderline over last year when they got him. Just back up, flyer. Remember when they traded for him, he took a huge pay cut to, to facilitate the trade. Right. He was not the starter, and Mariota was so shitty. And people, he was really bad. He was, he couldn't complete as I follow way too many Titans beat writers. There was a game where it's like, Mariota's struggling to complete screen passes. Like he was, he was in shambles. They pulled the trigger. The Titans end up in the AFC Championship game, guy, where they had a lead. People forget. Like, I, sometimes I think, oh, the Titans had a pretty good season. Yeah, they were in the fucking Championship game. One, two road playoff games against the Ravens and the, and the Patriots. But then you look at the money, you go, he didn't get Carr or Jimmy money, which feels way outdated, right? Like those guys, that was a weird spot when the Derek Carr we talk about now is not, when Derek Carr was paid, he was coming off an MVP type season, a player of that ability, like if Dak had just had an MVP type season, what would you say, Dak? I mean, they're arguing over like $100 million. Wouldn't that number probably be like 120 If they're like, oh, Derek's, Dak's one of the best quarterbacks in the league, no doubt about yeah, it. Yeah, yep. The deal would probably already be done. They would have 
giving them the extra $15, $20 million in guaranteed money. This 60 is somewhere like, we love you. No, we really like you. I think you're good. And he is. Like, he made some big-time plays with his legs. I'm talking about the regular season. Uh, I vividly remember watching a lot of, like, you know, that 12-to-1 window when we're, like, waiting for a Niner game. And the Titans would just be, oh, the Titans are playing the Chiefs. And it's just on CBS. It's like, this is... Playing a lot of close games, it feels yeah, like. Yeah, it was kind of... It was like, oh, Daniel fucking made some plays. A.J. Brown was crushing. But this is not some contract. Now, you don't have to give him that because he hadn't been playing that well before this. He had basically... I'd have to look at the exact how many games he started. Was it 11 or 10? Like 10, 10 games. He went 7 and 3. So, and he played well. Do you have his stats up right there? Yeah. What was his touchdown to interception ratio? 22 touchdowns to 6 interceptions. That's pretty good. What Did he have any rushing touchdowns? Probably 3 or 4. Which, right? which by the way, uh, yeah, let me see here. I mean, that, his legs were a big deal. I bet he He had 4 rushing touchdowns this year. How many rushing yards? Probably 300 uh, like to me he made some killer plays with his legs 185 okay so a lot of like third and sixes he keeps plays alive he drives but alive. i will tell you john like when you look at his career to the, to date his touchdown outside of his rookie year which was 12 touchdowns 13 picks he was 24 touchdowns 17 picks okay that's too high but then he was seven he was 27 touchdowns 12 picks in year three 27 to 12 24 to 12 in year four 19 to 12 in year five, 17 to nine in year six. Obviously, we're not talking about full seasons for all of these. Um, and then, and then last year he was see, 22 to see, six. See, that's where my Bradford comparison comes in. When he's been healthy, do you think this is a fair statement? If if you just said Ryan Tannehill, we just looked at him like we do Dak or whatever. Just he's just going to be a healthy player. You know, there's a there's a handful of like Wentz. You're always like, is he going to stay healthy? <laughs> I think Ryan Tannehill is just – we had thought up until this year, when's he going to get hurt? When he has been healthy, I think he's a better player, let's say, than Kirk Cousins. But this is a contract that part of the reason you probably get him at a little bit of a discount is because, well, bro, you have been injured multiple times. And this year you only did it for 10 games. And then the playoffs, I don't think in either of the playoff games – that they won, wasn't he under 100 yards in both of them? That was one of the deals. It was like Derrick Henry was rushing for 200 yards and the defense was crushing. So they had a little leverage. This is just kind of a weird, almost like an outlier contract because he's not like a $20 million guaranteed, like some good backup that you're guaranteed, like a three-year, $30 million deal. That Let's just say Teddy Bridgewater signs like the biggest backup co- contract ever. You know, like yeah. something like that. Just three years, $30 million, 20 of it guaranteed, 10 a year. Just something like, wow, they, just, they overpaid. They just got to, you know, he's way, he's better than that, but he's not, you don't feel like he's Wentz, Goff, Russell, you know, he's in this weird spot. Well, I do think if you're him, there probably is an incentive. He had the best year of his career, right, by most measures. This last year in Tennessee, they're good. He earned it there. Like, he has a lot of incentive to say, let's just say my agent says I could get Let's just say Corona. there goes uh, ham bingo. Let's just say my agent says, you know what, Ryan, 62 with them, but I bet we can get you 73 somewhere else. Because what would, what would you say the ceiling on his guarantee would be if he hit if he really hit free agency? Yeah, probably not that much more. 75, 80. I, I think he's got every incentive to stay. I, I think he's made a ton of money. They, already. No state income tax. I, 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 you're right. He, I googled it today. 70, almost 78 million dollars. So it's 
That gets back to he was a high draft pick and he signed a big contract extension. And here's the other thing. They go, listen, I think his agent goes, this is a pretty good deal. Here's what it also, you want to stay there? This gives them the ability to franchise the guy you want playing with you, right? The running Derek back. Derrick Henry? Do you think that's Because you could argue they should have just – maybe. You could argue they should have just franchised Tannehill and let Derrick Henry go, right? Why wouldn't Or you? try to get him back or maybe not get him back. Just Would you feel more comfortable giving Tannehill $62 million guaranteed? Because there is a risk there, right? He gets hurt again, you're shit out of luck. Now, I mean, they, they'd go, well, what, did, what were other options? We're dra- we're, we went to the AFC Championship game. We're drafting at the end of the first round, so we're not going to get a quarterback. Two, we couldn't, we're not bringing back Mariota. Then you'd be like, well, Teddy Bridgewater? Well, we think Tannehill's better. And then you go, well, are you going to pay Derrick Henry, Zeke? What's Zeke get, like $45 million guaranteed? Would you be shocked if they pay Derrick Henry big cash? Because I don't know if that is a prudent move. But I don't. They are. He is pretty important to their operation. Yeah, I mean, I. That's why I say I would. I would be shocked if they gave him that uh, Zeke money. I. I um. They try to get him to shocked, play on the franchise tag. Yeah, I, that, this is why I would. I would have considered. I'm sure they did consider. Um, tagging Tannehill. And the problem, wouldn't you say, with. The tag and trade option for Derrick Henry, like, is, is anyone trading for him and then paying him? Probably not. You go, well, I, I know John Robinson, who is a Patriot guy, Vrabel Patriot guy. Like, John Robinson's mentor is Belichick, you know, and, like, the Scott Pioli years forever, like, when they were when they were winning their original Super Bowls, when he was there, when Vrabel was a player, and Vrabel learned from fucking Pioli, or, I mean, from Belichick, and Urban Meyer, you'd go, well, I wonder, He's these guys aren't dumb. I wonder if they're even, maybe they just let Henry walk. But he is so important. I mean, guy, their run, I mean, that guy had a historic run at the end of the season. I know. He had 300 carries last year, John. Well, in a perfect world to me, you would just, like, it's good business if he'll do this. Now, Le'Veon Bell just never showed up. Because if you are, the one position where it is not worth it is running back. If you go, yeah, well, I can get $15 million, or I can get someone to give me $30 million. Like, that's a big difference. Does he just not show up? Like, would he play on the tag? It's easy for Armstead because Armstead's already made $40 million. He'll make another huge contract. I think you got to play on the tag if you're a running back. Now, now, to your point, would he rather sit out the year? I'm just saying. Is that I, what you're saying? Well, I'm just saying we did see it not that long ago that Le'Veon Bell kind of called their bluff. Like, I'm not going to play on the tag. I'm not going to play on the tag. And they're like, okay, who doesn't play on the tag? And any motherfuckers just didn't show up. And yeah. th- that does – that would hurt you a little bit. That would hurt you a lot if you're the Titans if you plan on having him around. It's easier to me if you just let him go and you just move on than if you're just like, is he going to show up? Because if, if they tag him – I mean, OTA is held. It might not even happen this year. But let's say training camp actually happens as normal. I'd be shocked if he showed up for training camp, wouldn't you, on a tag? At least to start. They usually don't. Running back. This is where you wish you drafted him in the first round. They did. Didn't they? Oh, no, they didn't. You're right. Mm-mm. Get that little fifth-year option. Mm-hmm. And then it's an easy decision, but, right? You're not, you're not bringing him back for six years. I, I would say that Derrick Henry is also somewhat of an outlier. Like, the first couple of years, I felt like, God, this guy's a bust. He's too tall. He doesn't run right. And then this year, it's like, Jesus Christ, is this Earl Campbell 2.0? <laughs> But he's not really because he's not running people over. He's just he's just a good player. 
Yeah. Could he just last longer? You know he was their you know he was their fourth pick. He was the forty fifth overall pick. Well that was the forty five. That was the year they, they traded had, back off Goff, right? They and they took um what year was that? Conklin at eight. Sixteen. So they took Conklin at eight. They took um Kevin Dodd, the defensive end at thirty three. They took uh, Austin Johnson, the nose tackle, at 43, and then took Derrick Henry at 45. Could you give me a scattering report on Austin Johnson, the nose tackle? Yeah. Um, Gap one career start. <laughs> yeah, the, those two picks. It just shows you, you know. Penn State, John, as I recall. I know nothing about the guy. 6'4", 314. Uh, Do you feel comfortable? Like you just said, Schefter tweeted that. and I, Oh, sorry, one start last year. I, I think we're headed this way. Do you feel comfortable with the, the league just letting it rip and just deals coming? Do we need this, or is it? Do we need it? No, we don't need it. Um, not, not that we, yeah, we need I'm, it. Or I'm, like, or is it a bad optic look? I, I've kind of come because I, I kind of saw today on Twitter. Like, I thought people kind of enjoyed it. Like, oh, thank God, something's going on. Yeah, I, I, uh, I've changed my tune play, a little bit, especially if players are going to start donating money. Let's get some, let's get some money out there into the marketplace, right? Get, get players, get money into players' hands, and then they can. That's what the NFL owners are thinking. Then we don't have to donate the money. We'll just pay them, and they don't. I guess they don't start giving them their paychecks yet, but um, I look at once we'll get to Calais, but Sunday morning, like Calais gets traded and signed. Then the Brady story happens. Then the Tannehill story happens. Um, And my first reaction was this is the doors to NFL Costco have opened and everyone's buying toilet paper now. Like people are just going to start talking. And like you said, when, when we were talking about earlier, like, well, unless you make them stop, like just you shut down the bars, but if you don't shut down the bars, people are going to start talking. So, John, I wonder if some of this stuff, if the NFL part of their theory was, let's just let what normally happens a couple days before the league year begins happen, right? Stuff like Calais Campbell getting traded, Ryan Tannehill resigns, and let's just see how people consume it. They did. Let's just see how they it got. Plays. They got lucky that on a typical year, if a CBA was not like even being talked about, this would have happened a week after the combine. Calais Campbell has been traded, like all this shit. Uh, Ryan Tannehill resigns. Maybe not that one, but most of them. Like this guy resigned. Uh, the Colts resigned their uh, Anthony Costanzo. Like this would have happened. Bang, bang, boom. But they they did kind of luck into the timing of this. So like I could see this morning. Like yeah, before let's just get a feel for the vibe. They're like oh, I think that this would be okay. Now here's yeah. where I do think. I talked to a couple friends that worked remotely Thursday and Friday. These were pe- okay. these were office people. NFL people. Yeah, and they said uh, they were going to get a text by Sunday night or Monday morning, the protocol Monday. It was just uncertainty. They, no one kind of knew. Maybe they found out today, or they will. But if, if some of these teams, you know, if Jed York says no one can come into the building, let's say the state, right. let's say the state today mandates, say to California, in the next couple days, you can no, every business has to close their doors for seven days. Just, we're just doing a seven-day mandate. Like, that's the Niners aren't exempt because they're in the NFL. You know, I mean, it's just, it does. It is unfair to your just league and even the players that you're just putting in uncomfortable positions that you could potentially avoid. That would be my one pushback is like part of free agency when things don't go right or a trade goes through, well, your assistant GM's there, your coach is there, you can have a quick meeting, you're all in the office. 
Now, I would imagine that these guys will just go over to someone's house or something if, if that comes to that. But that's not ideal. When And I, I'm the first to say that, you know, you always got to be able to adapt and stuff. But this is one of those, like, you could easily just push it back two weeks and then just take it from there. I'm not Two weeks might right. be not enough time, but... I, I, yeah, and look, man, I think the reason to do that would not be the the optics, though, right? It would be everything you just that, described. That's my point. The optics, yeah, clearly, yeah. as we're finding out, I don't even think matter that much, right? Yeah. The question is just, can we do business like this? Uh, because can it, you, could you... It'd be one thing if... you have if, a uh, bunch of deals that are just the in-principle deals? Could you have a bunch of those? That's kind of what's going on right now. I would say the problem with that, though, would be, guy... Is that if you and this Scott Pioli had a good tweet, I think on Saturday, that if you do that and then you don't do a physical until you actually reconvene and then you fail. Well, this was Haberman's theory like four days well, ago. Yeah, well, he was just he just listed a couple points and that was one of them. Like he just thought this is not fair to everybody. Yeah, kind of like I said with the people working remotely, then the physical aspect of it. Because in I think the NFL could say with a straight face. Yeah, basketball, fucking look at all the people. you got to cancel the games. Same with baseball, same with golf. That's not happening here, right? And they'd be right. This is not – there is no groups here. There is – there's social – it's all done on the phone. And they, in fairness to them, like I – it'd be right. I just think when you look at the, the physical part, the office part, maybe just some deals that – now I think the owners, and you and I talked about before we got on, that – if it does start going now, is there a little pressure? You feel like, God, oh, there's just some weird shit going on. If someone gives uh-huh. you a bird in the hand when coronavirus is kind of humming, you're like, well, I just guarantee myself $25 million, even though you might be a $40 million player. You're like, oh, fuck this. I ain't risking it. We're all humans. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm, if I was a player, I might tell my agent, just take a deal, man. Just get me yeah. somewhere. Or do you think yeah. players are even paying attention? I don't know. Uh, well, the CBA got... Approved by like a vote of, I mean, the vote was close. That's pretty nuts, isn't it? When you saw yeah. the number, you're like, God, this well, is Well, did you close. notice that it's like, oh, it just takes a simple majority. It's not like three quarters of the players have to vote in favor. It could have been so if there I, are 2,000, you're saying 1001 to 999. Yeah, which to me is like, I don't know who set that up originally. Maybe that's just the union rule, but that I would think is in the favor of the owners. Right. Well, I, what I think people are getting, well, the high-priced players are mad because they are kind of getting screwed because they have their earning power gets limited. Where their argument is, you know, what I've seen people bitching and moaning that the owners take advantage of the the middle. I mean, the low class in the NFL, the the veteran minimum or the minimum guys, and give them a hundred thousand dollar raise. Which, in theory, I, I thought. Is that really that big a race? Could you just go, to me, should the NFLPA have argued, how about the veteran minimum or just the league minimum instead of being $710,000 be a million? Or is that, am I, am I crazy? Like if you talk to like five business owners, they'd be like, well, the amount of people you're talking about, that big of a percentage jump, that's right, an enormous right. amount of cash. You know, it's, it's easy to be kind of cavalier just throwing out numbers. Yeah. Where I do think if you're a guy making – Let's just say seven hundred grand, and you go. Well, I get a hundred thousand dollar raise. Like that is eight's better than seven, right? It's true. And if ever, but but that's what they're counting on you saying, right? Well, that's where the high price guys go. Well, you take advantage of the lower class guy. They're all going to vote yes. Like, well, that is the majority of the league. Like, you are an outlier. I think the owner would say, well, you're rich no matter what. 
Yeah, that's why Brady doesn't. That's why, um, excuse me, not Brady. Aaron Rodgers doesn't show up to the meeting. He's like, look, I'm rich either way. It's not worth my effort to fly out there. But I'll just say I don't want this voted for. Maybe that'll sway a few guys. Either way, I'm good. Well, it's not worth my energy. When you did you see that like a decent percentage of people didn't vote? Like 500 players did not vote. I would imagine a decent percentage of those guys were on like guaranteed contracts. You're just like on your second contract. You're a starter. You don't. It doesn't really matter to you either way. It's like why do you do you vote? Just in terms of like an election, I, I rarely. Yeah. I rarely do. I'm not proud of it, but I just it doesn't really phase me. Uh, this is my, I guess my mindset. Whether that's I mean it's probably wrong, but I think a lot of players. I would imagine this is a guess and zero evidence behind it that they just think that this whether it it doesn't matter to me if I'm like Aaron Rodgers whether this passes or does it doesn't affect me. Yeah, that would be the question: is which 500 player? What's the average money in the bank for the guys that did not vote? Because you would because I do think unlike a larger election, it's pretty easy to talk yourself into. There's only two thousand people that vote. Like me and eight other guys could swing the whole thing. Fuck yeah. Uh, by the way, as we're talking, gov- uh, California, uh, are, all bars are closed. So, you, you, if you if you want to make a guess right now, Sunday at mid afternoon, is it that way by Wednesday all across the country? Yeah, might be that way by Monday. Federal mandate? Did they? Uh, uh, the tw- I don't know. What you're reading? Did they give a date on a reopen? Uh. What I'm reading, you mean the tweet that link I the, the link I didn't click? <laughs> uh, all bars, breweries, wine bars, pubs, as well as calling for restaurants to reduce their occupancy by half. Maybe that's why it's going to be really hard to get a res a resi. Um, it is nah, Sunday afternoon. Boo, boo, boo. You know what the move might you know what the move see. might be to support local guy might be to order. I did. I got an email from Caviar that says they are now that you can have no contact deliveries, which is all anybody's ever wanted. Really, it's just somebody to drop it off without having to say, "Here you go." How do they do that? Well, I mean, it's really not that dramatic. It's just you tell them where to leave it, and they leave it, and then you grab it. Which to me, it's like, well, they, they're going to hand it to you they're anyway. Handing it to you, like as long as they don't. I mean, whatever. Do you, do you have a go, do you have a go to uh, app you use? No, you just. I do not. I always just venture. I to tend to the best not. Prices. Yeah, I tend to not uh, use them. I don't. There's a couple places that they will just deliver for free at like a thirty dollar level. Um, but yeah, I don't. I don't really use Caviar, Grubhub, all those that much. But you know, a lot of things are pretty walkable, so I. It's maybe a different different boat for me. Yeah, it is. That is true. You also. It's probably, and you told me this, it is different. Like, I, I sometimes think about it. Like, if you had a family of four, like, it's fucking eating is different when you just eat for one, you know? And so, like, you're ordering food. You might be better off, like, given the fees you pay, you're better off you two just walking there and grabbing it. Right. But, like, if the fee is, for me, if the fee is $15, I'm like, fuck you guys. That's what, that's half, that's 50% of the price. But if you have a family of five and it takes 30 minutes to either get everybody in the car or, one of you leaves, and now the other parent is alone with the other three, and it's just like this is. Then the fifteen dollars is well worth it. Yeah, yeah. But like, if it's you, like it, like for one or two people, how can you justify spending thirty dollars on a fifteen, twenty dollars salad? Yeah, it's it's. I mean, you can't. Don't get me wrong. It's pretty. Well, easy it's, to it's, ha- it's it's to me, guy. 
it's 100%, I would I wouldn't say 100%, the occasional, like, you're working on something. Now, I, I would say for me, I can always just, like, delay it. But, yeah, you're right. That's, like, the room service. Like, it's, like, if I just can't do anything else. Yeah, yeah. if you are working on something, I think you can pencil it. If you are not, and just, like, I don't want to miss the start of the second half of, uh, <laughs> of this random game that doesn't mean a goddamn thing to me. Like, I, I do, I, it's easier to just, like, football season, like, it's almost one o'clock. I haven't eaten anything. I don't have shit here. The Niners game starting. I can't afford it, it, right. it pencils. But if it's a Wednesday night, I have come to grips with. I am giving away a free ten dollars. And depending on the item you order, it can be hit or miss. Right? To me, a salad like it's it's hard to fuck up a salad if you go dressing on the side. It's going to be solid. But when you go like burger and fries, you know, and, and then you realize like, God, my Grubhub guy is dropping off like three different orders. I'm last in line here, uh-huh. you know. And you're like, and then you get there and it's kind of soggy. And it's, I, I don't even blame the restaurants; it's not their fault. The guy picked it up 25 minutes ago. He tried to squeeze right. in seven, you know, deals. And then I, I, I always struggle with this one. Like, what if he's dropping off like four people? Do you owe 20% tip? Can you go cheap? Sometimes I, I love it when I just have a couple dollars. I always feel better just handing the guy cash, going no tip, knowing that he can just pocket the cash. Yeah. That that one's I always struggle with. Because I remember when Drew Brees was publicly shamed on Twitter for like not tipping a pizza order. Yeah, and you know, I, I believe this. Now, I tend to tip over 20% for if I'm eating in a place, Especially if it's cheaper, like if the meal was thirty dollars, that's easier to go over twenty. Because I'm like, they, you know, it's like they did more than. But uh, if it's like a hundred dollar meal, then I'll then it's twenty easy. But for to go, I don't think I usually go twenty percent. I go lower. I go ten percent sometimes on an order. I don't, t- I'm giving you, I'm giving you several dollars on a seventeen dollar to go or you know or a drop off. Same with to go. I'll give you this guy. To go order, think about this. Let's say Buckhorn. Sometimes I go there to get a salad. They just have like a fourteen dollars salad that I can get. And Buckhorn for people is just like a it's a steak steak place. Steak right? place, yeah. But and they they have like it's not necessarily fast food, but kind of these little like individual places, right? Oh yeah, I think I've seen them at like the airport, like to go. Yeah, you can get they got yeah. like you know brisket sandwiches to burgers Ooh. to salads. I mean, it's pretty solid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if I'm gonna go at lunch, like if I'm just here on a Tuesday, and gonna drive there. And pick up a salad that I ordered. Well, if I ate the salad there, you know, fourteen dollars, I wouldn't give a tip, right? You just order. It's like you're going to get a sandwich. You just eat the sandwich there. You just give the money for the sandwich. Well, if I'm taking it, why am I paying for coming here to go home? Like, what? I don't give any tip. Am I an asshole? Uh, uh no, you're not an asshole. I will usually throw a tip in, even if it's something that I'm taking. If I'm picking it up, just because somebody, you know, like. They're not serving necessarily, but it's just kitchen staff, person working the register. Very true. You know, that kind of thing. I could be better. So, uh, that, all right. Speaking of a good percentages, thing about coronavirus, John, to take, you do some soul surgery. Yeah. Speaking of percentages, John, what percentage uh, done is the Vegas and L.A. stadiums uh, is the question. Florio wrote about this on Sunday. With the world quickly coming off track, stadium plans could change, says Florio. If and when the U.S. government or California Nevada governments impose sweeping restrictions like those in Italy and Spain, progress on both venues would likely slam to a halt. I had not thought about those two stadiums. I had not either. But just hearing you say that, I started thinking, like, is just construction in America going to come to a halt? 
Because if it doesn't, then they're not going to stop. Like, to me, if they're stopping, then all the places in San Francisco to L.A. to New York, all across the country, if there's a mandate slash I don't have enough information about the way unions operate, but clearly a lot of this stuff for litigation, people are protecting themselves. You would think if bar, like, we see where the ball's rolling here, guy. They're just going to be in, like, Thursday, guys just throwing up some, you know, <laughs> some two-by-fours. Right, they'll be the steel. only people who work. Yeah. yeah. They're setting the steel. Like, I, that's just going to keep going on. Where it's like, where do you want to go for lunch, guys? Well, every fucking restaurant in town's closed down. Right? Kind of feels inevitable. Again, doesn't it just, just a full two-week or something shutdown feel like it's coming? Yes. Yes, I think we've got a, a major shutdown ahead of us. As this is, I hate having uh, coronavirus takes. These aren't. I just. I'm just telling you what I feel. These are not like to me. I was texting with somebody today. I'm like, the only opinion on coronavirus that matters is the opinion of the experts. Otherwise, the rest of us are just talking about what we think might happen. And hell, even the experts are talking about what they think might happen. But there's some stuff they're certain on. So yeah, but yeah, John, my my feeling is this thing has changed so much so quickly that I have to assume there's a lot more change coming, not less. My gut would say the L.A. one is one million percent going to be shut down. California is always ultra-aggressive and progressive with these type things, right? They're just, when it, comes to, when it comes to labor, when it comes to anything employee-wise, and I think companies, Stan, Kroenke included, they understand when you work in this environment... Yeah. You got to be like, they're they're not idiots, right? And these are unionized workers too. I think Nevada. I'm not gonna like. I wouldn't put those two in the same sentence in the sense of there aren't rules in Nevada. They got a 750 million dollars that there is not another state in America they would have accumulated anywhere near that. It basically just it was a corrupt deal passed. Nevada lives in a different world. That's where I think. It would, the state is the state is really invested in that stadium getting that, that too, but wouldn't you say just the rules in Nevada are by far the easiest place to just do business? They are just they are pro business owner, meaning that and the state is invested. Mark Davis is not going to want to slow down. I think that the LA one is just it's inevitable. I don't know if Reno's in or I mean uh, Vegas is inevitable. Or slash like they're the they're forced to like they're just working and guys are getting corona and then they just they end it because they have to where where the L A one are they showing up to work tomorrow guy you know uh is a good question yeah you agree though I'm with just, the Nevada one like they they just yeah, the rules I, are a little I different I think the fact that the, you like if you if you found out that the that all the bars and restaurants in Vegas or in Nevada are shut down but an exception has been made for construction progress uh, projects of uh, as long as the construction site is larger than X amount of distance, right? Like square, as long as the acreage of the construction site is over and you do a bunch of math, you're like, let's see, how many projects have an acreage of over X amount? Oh, one, right? That one wouldn't shock you. As long as there's enough space and it's ex- the exterior work can continue, the interior work can wait, but everything else on the outside, that can... Like, oh, look, let's see which, uh, which one checks all the boxes as we cross-check. Oh, the stadium. That's, that's the it, scenario. It, that would be something that Kroenke would not be able to pull off, right? That just, it, California doesn't operate like that. He would no. not be. Where I think you're right. They, also, they could, like they could said, cook the books. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. Though I, there is a sense if you're Nevada slash the Raiders, you got to be careful about litigation. Like, is this a smart move? If worst case scenario, you got to push it back a month. Do you save yourself a fucking hundred million dollar lawsuit? So, um, I don't think that. I don't think in the end they'll be able to continue doing something nobody else is doing, but it just might take them a little longer. Yeah. You got me nervous, man, that the football... If football were to get pushed back or canceled, that means we're going to go through the longest sports hiatus of our life. Like, it's... I know. I mean... I know. We, I, and we, I, I got and takes, and we got theories, and we'll fucking throw some... But I, 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 I am not... I'm less worried. People are always like, what are you going to... I got multiple texts. Like, how are you going to talk? Like, I fucking talk all the time. I'll be fine. It's more just when I just turn on my television. I, I'm not. I'm not well, watching. You, you're entertained. You love sports. Yeah, I'm not watching the local news. Like, I I watch MLB yeah. Network. Like, I, I watch just random games. Like, oh, Strasburg is pitching. Oh, uh, the uh, you know the Raptor games on NBA TV. Like, I just watch random shit. And that's I I I'm a huge PGA Tour guy. I, PGA Tour is gone, guy. But once the Masters says we're postponing it, I know we're in trouble. I'm, I'm just back to sports now, specifically, hopefully America, and I get that. Sports are trivial when you factor in America. Even sure. though they're not, they, it is people's lives. Like it, it's, it's, it's business. It's, it, it's a lot of business for a lot of people. Lot, yeah. And it is just there are the humans that are operating, the coaches and players, Like we don't want them to get sick, so it's no different than a, why you close down businesses. I get it. But their entertainment value, like worst-case scenario – we don't have like the restaurants do shut down. We can fucking make PB and J's. Like we can survive. Now, I mean, you and I can. There are going to be some people that maybe don't have money if they get cut off because their job. Like it could get scary. I'm not. This is bigger picture shit at fucking play. I'm I'm fully on board with that. I'm not naive to this by any means. Seven days. You would ask me seven days ago, and I think most of us are here. Our takes a lot different now, right? And I was talking to someone, they said... And I think it's less than seven days. Seven days ago was last Sunday. Like, I think last Tuesday. Yeah, you could even go maybe like Thursday night. It was starting to feel really serious. I think now we're on Sunday feels dramatically different. Because even like, yeah. this is a political thing. Well, the President of the United States goes state of emergency and has given talks and tweeting about social... Like, even he's full board. Now, he might have had his hand forced to it, but it's... Like, it's every, all sides are saying, this thing is fucking full go. So, but it is kind of scary just knowing, we, we, guy, we might not, I saw Big Cat had an idea. He's like, maybe every league gets, plays a bunch of games, everyone signs NDAs, you film them, so if we ever get to a pandemic again, we got inventory, but you never show them, but you have it fucking to play. Oh, On times like these. So, boom, it's, it's like, oh, we got uh, the Rangers and Cubs played a game two years ago that was just in the hopper. Oh, we got a a Kobe game that never got played, and you just you just do this over the course. Oh, we got a we got a match play between uh, Tiger and uh, you know some rant like Marco Mira from 05. Yeah. You know, it's like yeah. oh, coming up coming up on Sunday, folks. The unseen Roger Clemens start. <laughs> Does he strike out twenty? Tune in and find out. Yeah, uh, coming up when Chuck Liddell fought Floyd Mayweather. So, we're, would we have to update, like, Barry Bonds hit three home runs in a previously unplayed game. It updates his home run total to 758 or whatever, 8, 12, 15, I, whatever I, I hadn't is. thought that far. If it goes, you could argue it's, would it go be official? Yeah, maybe it'd have to. That'd be, that'd be no, no, you're right. They could just be exhibitions. They, they would be, like, alternate league, 
it'd just be an alternate, like, uh, you know, the difference between uh, 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 the Premier League and La Liga, John, something that resonates with all our listeners. This would be a time where it's like, oh, and I don't think you could do this, like, Alabama. Like, what if I told you this? We had a game from last year where, like, Alabama played an AAF team or something like that, and I just said, boom, in the spring. Would you... What, if I said tonight, Sunday night football, they had a fucking Alabama played AAF team. Do you think a lot of people would watch? Yes. Although I will tell you, I heard somebody say on Sunday, you know, it just makes you want, like, I would take anything. I would take Akron, North Dakota right now. And I'm like, I wouldn't. Yeah, that that would, I wouldn't do that either. But I, I would. Now, granted, I tweeted this a little hyperbole that I would do anything for like a D3 basketball game or a Hooters tour. I don't necessarily mean that because I would much rather watch like fucking Duke and Tiger. But if you told me I had some just live real content, which we're getting nothing, guy. I I, I mean I think competition well, is just going away for a, for a, not only that. Like, are we going to get to a point where we realize, oh, no movies are coming out, no new TV show episodes are coming out. To me, though, we can survive for a long. We got so much. We shit. can. We do have. We do have a stockpile. I would say that the streaming services, what they have brought to the table the last like half decade, you got so. Even if you're bored out here, you can watch shit. To me, yeah. it's it's more just. We are pretty dependent on some of these live events for our entertainment, and I think it's going to get tested right now. Of like, this week, and to me, it was still so new. It really wasn't that shitty. If I tell you in like a month, it's like goddamn. And I listen. I I'm not. I respect LeBron James. He's I think he's the second best player I've ever seen. I am gonna feel bad in the sense of his season got canceled. He was kind of fucking. He it looked like he was just gonna have a historic moment in NBA history. Maybe lead the Lakers after the Kobe Bryant death. It would have been a transcendent sports moment if LeBron had led the Lakers to an NBA championship, right? And yeah. it, it does kind of yeah. feel like that's just. The NBA is probably if you had to go fifty fifty, wouldn't you kind of lean under fifty percent that they? Even- yeah, I am right now. It just feels like it, I I think it's going to be too long now. What about baseball? Uh, I think eventually, but I you know like you get into July, you get into like a what should be a sixty game season real fast. I got to me. I, I got a scenario for you. Okay, Sh- are we going to make all this headline? You want to just make this headline? Yeah, I'll start with this. Shams reports that the NBA is going to continue to play. I think on Friday night, Woes tweeted some special name for there's like this clause, this like uh, that the NBA would not have to pay the players if they wanted to. Oh yeah, I've heard this several times. Yeah. It's like it's like a soup du jour or something. Yeah, like that, something weird. Clause. And then it was then it came out. I think like Saturday morning. Oh, for, force force majeure. Yeah. Or something. So there's not they're not gonna do that. Like the nuclear bomb of like they're not paying. They're gonna pay. Well. Which kind of makes some sense, I guess. The season had been going, what, whatever. Now, I, I do think it's going to be interesting. Like, it, this could really impact their business. Like, you're paying based on the revenue stopping. What about baseball? If their season is canceled, do their players get paid? Is there like a soup du jour in baseball? Because I, I'd lean. I think it's. From, I don't know what I've heard. It sounds like it's in like a ton of like it's like basic language in a lot of contracts for just you know the acts way the, of God. the way the world works. That's where it comes back to acts of God, right? Yeah. Do you? Th- so if you had I to guess know. right now, if I said the baseball season does not happen in 2020, do the players get paid? 
what would you? What that, would be your educated? I don't guess? know. See, that would be just like I don't even know. Like the things I'm telling you, things I think, or like things I have a gut feeling for. That one, I don't. I don't even know. Do you? Do you have like well, a did, gut feeling, well, or are you just well, making it? Did you assume that the players were going to keep getting paid in basketball? Because I, I didn't know. I didn't assume either. That one, I didn't have a feeling on. I didn't know enough to know like what. I didn't really either think about it much, but then I, I just saw something like it's going to be interesting. Here are some of the things they got to figure out. And I was like, well, yeah. I think you could justify, listen, we'll pay you once we start replaying games. But unions, yeah, I hadn't thought that much about it. But I do think this one, if I was a Major League Baseball player, like let's just say one of the Giants, that is, I am thinking about that right now. Like, do I get my sure. money this year or do I not? Don't you think a lot of employees are thinking about that right now? Yeah. Even full-time employees? That's fair. Like, it's and not just, I'm not even talking about restaurant workers, That's right? where I get or trivial like, again because I you can't feel bad. No, for no, but I'm not, I'm not trying to, it doesn't mean you can't have the conversation about people making. Sports, sports podcast, like I, sports podcast. John, as I watched on Saturday, the first episode of Billions that I've ever seen, episode one, Bobby Axelrod He's he's about he's considering buying an eighty five million dollar home, right? Spoiler he's alert! Like, yeah, it's episode one, so that's as far as I got. But he's saying to the um, to the like in house uh, psychologist, "Hey, I'm a billionaire. I can't really talk about this with a lot of people. But here's what it feels like to be a billionaire. Everyone stares at you, and you know what they're thinking when you walk into a room. My point is, we can still talk about sports and understand that it's." It's like, quote unquote, rich people problems talking about sports. So that said, I don't assume I, I'm sure there are a ton of people out there right now. I'd be curious. Hit us in your DMs. It's one thing if you are an hourly wage worker. But what if you work at a place where there's a salary, but your place of business is shutting down? What are they doing? I don't know. Well, we're, I would imagine they may not know on this date what they're going to do. Let's use us for an example. We have in the podcast business, the way the payments work. They work on like a 60-day rotation, 60 to 90 with advertisers. Now, everyone's different, but we have payments that are due for certain months. Well, what happened if some of our advertising agencies just shut down for a month? Well, obviously, they're not just payments aren't going to go out. And, you know, it, it impacts it impacts everybody. I mean, you know. Yeah, but what I would say is that at least is work that's been done. What if you're a worker who has a salary and you're not doing work because they're telling you you can't work? Then what? And we go past the time of paid sick leave, right? And now we're a month in, and nobody has any sick leave, but they're telling you don't come to work. Yeah, to me, you don't have to use your paid sick leave. This is where a lawsuit would come in if they tell me I can't come in. No, no, I understand. But I'm just saying, okay, whatever. Now we're past the point of when people use their sick leave. I, I don't even know. I'm just saying. You think they'd have, how to, long they'd have to force people to use a sick leave if they tell them they no, can't no, come No, no, I don't know. My point is just we are past. We are more than two weeks out now, right? Whatever you got, it's gone. Yeah. So they can pay you for two weeks because I'm not saying they're forcing you to use sick leave. I'm saying they've got two weeks in the bank for everybody because they know you have. Oh, that I, sick I leave. got you. You're saying they, now, have, they don't they, count on everybody using two weeks sick leave at the same time. See, do you believe I'd have to text some business owners? You believe they just have a separate account for that, or that's just part of no, the money? No, 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 no. I'm just saying it's kind of cooked into everything. Like they know you've, you know, everyone's got two. What if everyone takes two weeks off at the same time? Can they pay that out? Well, now this is not that. It's not sick leave. It's just everyone's out. You're right. Good point. It's How does this work? Habermanonomics. Well, I only know because I was talking to a friend yesterday, and they said that at their job, like everyone's calling the bosses, like, "Hey, what is what is going on?" People don't. It's not just like the NCAA took twenty four hours to figure out what to do with their eight hundred million dollar tournament. It's like every business is pr- trying to figure this out. I'm sure. Here, so uh, here's what I don't know what baseball like. To back to your original question, 
I mean, if I pay you for a year, you didn't play. I guess it's like if you're, but like I, I don't want you. Now you're one year closer to free agency. That's kind of bullshit. Well, what's the word that calls when it rolls over? It doesn't something. There's a word for it. It doesn't not uh, vaster. There's some weird word for it. You know, like that was always something why guys that are holding out in the NFL they eventually show. So it doesn't whatever the thing is like term roll over. So I, oh I, I, yeah, I I, uh, I get you don't accumulate a year. Yeah, of, like I get. That was the thing about Le'Veon that ultimately he never signed the franchise tag, so he was technically an unrestricted free agent, but they still had his rights. It was kind of a weird situation. But most guys, like when they're holding out, when they're under contract, they do have to report to get a credit for the year. Uh, you're right. I, I think there is – and this is where, you know, Rosillo had the tweet, and I think you quoted it like earlier in the week, like, guys – Fucking sorry that not everyone has a decision at the drop of their hand for an unforeseen pandemic. Where I, like for me, I my Ticketmaster tickets from Wednesday, I wasn't going to freak out about it. I'm not even going to look into it for a couple weeks. I, it's just pointless, right? There's a million right. things going on. Let's take inventory when the dust settles. Where a lot of these bosses, like I would, are just unsure. Like if you're, if you're, imagine if, we had a restaurant called the Hams, and the Hams right now like, kosher place. Yeah, does someone call us to tell us that mandate? Do we just go? Well, we can't open because Twitter told us. Does Gavin? Uh, is there like some CDC email chain we're on? Like, how do you know? And I would imagine there are a lot of workers that tonight that a guy is a bartender supposed to work at four. Well, I read that. Do I have to come in? Am I calling people? And then I bet there's a lot of I don't knows right now. It's just what, what was your word earlier? You've seen a lot of. Uh, uncharted territory, or someone said that. Oh yeah, no, there's no playbook for this. Yeah, we, yeah, there isn't. You know, it's just yeah. I mean, we uh, it, it, and you know the human side of it all. In, in all seriousness, like we're all a little nervous about things that you know you got some payments, like our payments is going to stop just for anything, whether it's your owed money from a business, which we are technically, and they're just what if they're just shut down? I I can't necessarily get mad at them, like they're not in there, right? Their controller or their Accounts payable people are at home. Like, I, th- that's going to happen all over. And for, for our money relative, there we're talking huge payments for all over America economically that if you legitimately shut down business, like, checks stop going out or money stops getting distributed, right? Just, yeah, it, you can't, even if it is automated, not all of it's automated. Like, for your serious show, do you get a check in the mail or do you get a direct deposit? Direct deposit. Gotcha. Well, like for some of our ad ad agencies, I get ACH payments, and some of them send me a check. And we're waiting on a couple checks. Yeah. But now I just don't know. And in fairness, like, what am I? And the person that you ask for an answer, they might not have an answer. I assume they're not going to. Yeah. And I also understand that when I send an email and I don't get a response immediately, this is where I think maturity helps a little bit. Like five, three years ago, I might be freaking out. Now, granted, I, I'm probably smarter with my money now. I can, like, here, I'll give you something I've done. I've paid mm-hmm. my mortgage through, like, through, I don't know, till June right now. I paid, like, three straight months. Just, in, just never know. <laughs> you know, worst case scenario, like, I just. You know, that's interesting. Got a couple because, mortgage yeah. payments just set. I, I had not thought, we, uh, so Alyssa was going to go see Book of Mormon with a couple of her friends. And so she Venmoed one of her friends the price of the ticket, right? And that like $28? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, no. And so this was like, at the, it was like $115. Oh, oh, you mean Broadway play. Broadway, I, oh, gotcha, yeah. Gotcha, gotcha. Uh, in, so, in San Francisco? 
In San Francisco, yeah. And like next month, uh, maybe the end of March or maybe mid-April, whatever. So they told her uh, it's canceled. It will be four to six weeks before you get a refund. Well, her friend said, let me just give you the Venmo now. I, I just I want to give you that money. Who knows what's going to happen in the next month? I'm just going to give you that money now. If they don't pay me in six weeks, then we can readdress it. But I'm just going to give you that money just to let's take care of the stuff we can take care of now. Now, that's obviously not a mortgage payment, but smart move by you. Um, yeah, just and I guess anything out there that's that's that, you know, like this has to get done. I, I, I that would be my advice. Just be careful on a couple things like that. You just because I, I do like we can make fun of the uncharted territory. This is legitimately uh, in our life like. 9-11 happened, it freaked out, and everything stopped, but it was there. It was clear, kind of, right? I mean, I'm not saying it was completely clear. There's still a lot of unknown, but the unknown on this, because you can't quantify, like, what is a disease, and then the, the, the information keeps changing, but clearly is a worldwide thing. I, I don't think, I mean, it's clearly been said over and over. There's nothing even, cl- I don't ever remember... Is this is anything relatable to this in our lifetime? It, it's hard for me to connect it. Definitely in our like adult, you know, high school to now. Yeah, but no, because everything is. There are so many tentacles when you start pulling the string on. What happens when we tell people you're not allowed to work and can't get paid? You start pulling that string, and it's like, you mean the people at the grocery store? What about them? What about the gas station? Is that is somebody there to turn that thing on in the in the morning? Well, that's what, right. Like, what happens? Are they going to tell the power companies they got to? Can that place run with like three people in the building, or do they have to clear that place out? Well, the, the, how about Comcast? Does my internet like? Well, I got, oh, I got, I got. Yeah, I got one for you. And we talked about this when the PG and E shut everything off. Like at the end of the day, Haberman, Middlecoff, like we're going to be fine. What about the old dude that's on hospice at his house and the, the power goes out on hospice? Or what about my little brother as a kid? Like, what if? Like you said, the, the Safeway shut down and Amazon has to shut down. Well, what if you only have so much baby food? Like that would have been something like I just worried about paying my mortgage. If I had a kid, I would have been like, well, we should probably order, you know, an extra month of baby food. I would imagine a lot yeah. of parents would you know, thought about stuff like that. Right. Yeah. You know, and then there was the group of people that said, well, what if I have to shit for the next 45 days uncontrollably? I need 700 million pieces of toilet paper. You know, I made fun of them and I still do. But it's like. Uh. I think the toilet paper, to me, if you were getting like people had stacked up on hand sanitizer and emergency and shit like that, I would get it or soap. The shitting, like, uh, I think, I think, I think what that is, is am I not going to be able to go to the store? Is there going to be a period of time where for two weeks I can't go to the store? Why would you need that much toilet paper? No, what if it's a month? I don't know. How much toilet Um, paper do you go through in a month? I'm just, I don't know. I'm just, maybe you got a house of five. I don't know, man. I just, don't you think just, a, a thing of 12 can fears. last you a long time? I, you know, I don't, it's a good question. It's a very good question. I, 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 guy, I think the toilet paper thing, I, I don't know if there's any justification. To the, <laughs> like if you had told me everyone sold out of like frozen vegetables or, you know, you know, frozen, they, all the meat is gone. Like, I'd be like, okay. To me, the toilet paper thing seems like, Maybe you just see it and you realize, like, I don't even know. I, I think uh, it's a classic panic, right? You see someone else, you're to- like, well, I'm not to- going to... Toilet paper? I'm not going to be the one standing here literally with shit in my hand. I don't know. As I saw somebody tweet on... Start using, like, shirts. Uh, on Saturday, people with a bidet are really 
Like that is the market inefficiency right now. If you have a bidet in your home, but you, but for a bidet, you still need to wipe after because it's all wet. Well, you just you know, is there I don't is there know. a special towel by the bidet? And you realize like are people washing their hands and doing other things with I that mean, towel? I mean the one the one from uh, what's the one? Uh, I love you, Dad. You know that movie? Did he have the bidet? Where he has the bidet, but it like. It blow dries, does the whole thing. Oh. Is that the name of that movie? Well, it, do do most? I wonder if most high end bidets have blow dryers. Now that's that's not the name of the movie. I'll tell you this: uh, if Middlecoff ever hits it big, I'm going bidet blow dryer. Oh my god, that sounds incredible. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's uh, maybe a little scrub, a little arm. Yeah, scrub. I mean, th- th- by the time if we ever make it in the next you know couple decades, I would imagine the high end bidets are gonna blow away the ones that are out now you're right a scrubber maybe you're like fuck it just put my whole body in there it's like a, it's like a it's like you just bathe <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> cleans the thighs and the ass you know splash zone <laughs> yeah just uh, all, all encompassing it's just like what do you need got deodorant i mean just it's just an all-encompassing uh hygiene why Him is the movie I'm trying to think of with Brian Cranston and James Franco. I, I, it was on yesterday. I've never, I've never seen it. Really? It's a, like it's. I recommend it. I've never like seen it's it. better than uh, Six Underground on Netflix. Michael Bay or uh, Ryan Reynolds. It's better than Spencer Confidential, which I watched on Saturday night. If you were, what have you watched? Can you? Do you have a? Yeah. This doesn't have to be a recommendation. Let's just do the headlines. What have Let's you do watched? The headlines of our viewing habits for the last. And we got some night. other sports stuff, but. I watched Spencer Confidential for about an hour and I turned it off. I thought it was so <laughs> shitty. If I had to give a Portnoy one to ten rating, I like Mark Wahlberg and I appreciate that he's so rich and powerful now. When all else fails, he goes, "Yeah, let's just lean doing something Boston wise." Like just, yeah, it's just just basic. Oh, Wahlberg's Boston. dressed as a cop again. Huh? <laughs> yeah, Wahlberg cop, kind of corrupt, but you're kind of on his side. Based in Boston. And his- oh, Wahlberg gets his ass kicked seven times in this movie. Yeah, I've seen this one before. Yeah, and there's there's more. He got his ass kicked every day for like six days straight in that movie. Spencer just, Confidential. You just always have a strong like Patriot or Red Sox, you know, reference. Maybe a, maybe a Boston Celtics reference. The same chick is in every movie. Playing too. the same accent, but this movie guy was so shitty. I turned it off. I watched. I've watched the whole thing. I watched a decent not amount. Proud not proud to say this of Love Is Blind. Yeah. It's the Netflix kind of uh, Bachelorette meets whatever paradise show. You know, it's just, it's so ridiculous and over the top. But it, you just knowing that a lot of people watch it, I first couple episodes, really shitty. Then it gets good. Then it gets shitty again. Again, I, I would trade for fucking March Madness selection show in, in heartbeat over these shows. So how many episodes do you think you watched? Well, what I do is if I'm not really into something, but there's nothing else to consume, I will use my iPad and just kind of fast forward through. So I can get to like seven episodes in like two hours where it's kind of, it's like speed reading. So you just Mm -hmm. miss a lot of shit. So So I didn't watch any of The Bachelor this year, but the night of The Bachelor finale, which was I think last Monday, Twitter was blown up with East Coast Bachelor watchers. And I kind of had some Bachelor FOMO. So I DVR'd it, and I watched part two of the season finale of The Bachelor in about where I did some of that. I, like, fast-forwarded and skipped through it and watched, like, watched it in, like, 20 minutes. Yeah, I'll tell you one thing I watched shows that I do just recommend. Don't, I, my, my issue with The Love is Blind, and I would imagine The Bachelor, what season do you think The Bachelor's on now? Like, 30? 40? Yeah, I don't know. My thing is, is 
I'm all for dumb TV. And I felt like 10 years ago, there was a feel, and maybe we were naive at the time, but it's like, you know, this is pretty real. By now, this thing feels so fucking produced that I, I have a theory that I think there's a chance some of these people knew each other before. Maybe there's a chance some of these people were like aspiring actors and actresses in Hollywood so they can kind of put on a show. And I just like, guy, maybe I know too much. I, I just came away like, I think this whole fucking thing's fake. So, God, there's so much to say do there. you feel like, One, I, don't, I don't, I think the bastard's probably a little more real than this Well, thing here's what fake. I would tell you. This is my take on what you just said about that. I think that as time goes on, and I've said this for a long time with like watching interviews of players. I think people over time have started to see, like we have now a whole generation. You just watch people get interviewed. You've watched reality shows. You just know what it's supposed to look like. I think it's made it easier to fake to a degree. At the end of the day, you still have to be a good actor to fake it really well for an extended period of time. So I think what you have in The Bachelor is it's probably always been really fake, John. I think it's gotten faker because more and more people have seen there are so many reasons to get into the show other than if you're involved in the show, other than to try and win the show. Because like you said, you can just become a celebrity. You just got to get on the show. So I think it's become faker, but the acting hasn't gotten any better. And so that makes it worse. Like the woman who's the next Bachelorette has been on like three different editions of the show. Like Bachelor Island, The Bachelor, Bachelor in Paradise. I don't even know if these are all real. It's her fourth Bachelor iteration. Well, I guess Love, so, it, Love, Love is Blind was filmed like a year ago. And I guess these people got, whenever the weddings happened, I didn't finish it, so I haven't even seen the weddings. But I had seen enough about this one couple. It's kind of like this redheaded guy with a beard and this pretty beautiful black chick. Well, I've started following the chick on Instagram. How many followers do you think she has? She's like the most famous chick from Love is Blind. Um, a million? Yeah, 1.5 million. So uh, what I'd say is, they got pretty famous off this thing, this whole little yeah. group, especially the one like they were kind of the couple that that are together. And th I guess I get back to them. It almost feels like is there a chance that they knew each other before and they were like in love because they're like legitimately dating. Like they oh, were, interesting. And, just, and then they like faked their way onto the show, you think, or the producers knew and just put them on. Yeah, anyway. like they were maybe because they're both pretty good looking people. Tall. She's like a model. He's just well put together like scientists scientist but i just wonder like are they were they dating in hollywood and been doing some things and these guys like it's just right and they cast for it yeah, yeah. and then because the love is blind guy you the way you meet you don't meet until you get engaged so you don't you just talk to the people but you can't see them right as if like getting engaged is like you can't break that i, I just i feel like i i just have a huge red flag on the whole like when Real World started in the late 90s or whatever, that was probably about as real as reality TV's ever been. Now, I'm not saying that they didn't push some storylines or whatever, but it was pretty raw, especially early Real World. By the point in time we're at now, it's just, I I, I hate being this, like, cynical, but I, I think the whole fucking thing's fake. I, I don't believe any of it. And it kind of hit me by like, episode three. I'm like, this is crazy. So you might as well watch a fake show with better actors. So here's what I watched the other night. Now, this is not new. But it just recently, I think, became available to rent. Knives Out. I've not seen it, but I've heard about it. Really good movie, John. May I watch it tonight. Daniel Craig. Yeah, I recommend it tonight. Anyone that hasn't seen it, I recommend Knives Out. I really enjoyed it. It's like a you know rental. Um, not a Netflix, but 
really good. So what's highly it, recommend. What's it about? Um, horror. Well, no, no. It's it's humorous. It's it's a mystery, but not like a horror thriller mystery. Just like a classic, like old school Clue game mystery kind of. It's, it's kind of feels like a game of Clue, like a higher level Jumanji. More realistic. <laughs> you see, Jumanji. It's more of a yeah. I mean, it's it's more of a yeah. In the end, there is a just a real explanation for everything, and it's more of just kind of a brain teaser. What's the Tom Hanks movie uh, where he's trying to solve something? Remember with a book, uh, Da Vinci Code. Yeah, kind of like that. I don't know. It's not supernatural. That was kind of supernatural, right? It's it's like a game of Clue is what I would okay. tell you. Have, have you seen Parasite? No. Should I? I assumed it was really shitty. I, I just like, I don't know. What, what is this? Then I watched it. Oh, flying back from the combine. I, I think it's pretty fucking good. All like, right. I, I mean, if, that'll be if Sunday you, night. Yeah. If you guys watch it, like you two are sitting down, it's dark and you're just going to focus on the movie like. That your phone's not, you know, it's not one of those type of movies. You're just really watching the movie, which you kind of have to because it has subtitles. I think you end it and go, I didn't think I was getting into that. And you realize, like, yeah, that deserve. I get why that thing won. I don't know what I thought it was. I didn't know any. I hadn't read anything about it. I knew nothing. I just knew I had rented it after they had won the awards, and it was so famous. I'm like, I got to just, I get a little FOMO with something, a movie that gets that famous. I just got to yeah, watch yeah. this thing. And it, it was... Yeah. Clearly better than, like, The Shape of Water or something that I just refuse to watch. Because I heard someone say the other day, like, why do people take so much pride in being like, I've never seen this. Like, if enough people tell me it's good, I'll check it I out. Like, I, yeah. Now, there's things I don't like, but if you check it out, like, eventually you get to billions, you realize, ah, I can see why people like this. Like, it's pretty, it got some powerhouse right. actors. It's going to be an entertaining watch. It gets cheesier a little as it goes, but. I did think there was some cheesy, okay. Yeah, I mean, it's just... I, I enjoyed it. Yeah, it's just, you're watching Episode for one. Damian Lewis, who I love, and Paul Giamatti. They're the fucking stars of the show. I love them both, yeah. Yeah, they can just keep you entertained. You're just kind of... But that's the thing with Parasite. It's these actors you've never seen or heard of, but the movie is just... It's like, whoa, that was... That was strong. Subtitled, right? Yeah, it's Subtitle. just... Subtitled? I, I just... You just... It's strong. Uh, all right, I've got a few sports headlines. We can just rattle through these, get a reaction one way or the other, okay? Okay. They decided, the NCAA decided not to put out an NCAA bracket on Sunday. Good with it, or would you have wanted one? At this point in time, I have no, it doesn't matter. I'm good with it. My thing, John, was if you're going to put it out, we have to be able to treat it like it was real in a year. Like, hey, last year UCLA made the tournament. If we're just going to put it out for fun, some people will talk about it that way. Some people will be like, ah, it was just for fun. And so we all have to agree how it's going to be used. And since there's no way in hell that was ever going to happen, it's probably the prudent thing to do. Um, Calais Campbell got traded for a fifth-round pick to the Ravens. Calais Campbell, widely viewed as, like, a hell of a leader. Uh, I think the Jags are in for a – I think the Jags are going to be worse this year, John. Uh, you think? <laughs> <laughs> like, good luck Gardner Minshew. Yeah, they're going to stink. They are. Oh, my and, God. And everyone tweets, like, they're just a low-level organization for... I think Vivek gets made fun of a lot because clearly Vivek, smart guy or whatever, but it feels like, God damn, Vivek, you can't... Not every fucking idea you have or every player that you love, stay out of basketball, right? And it finally feels like he has. I think that Shad Khan feels 
again, I, I just read a couple articles, like a really high-level guy, really impressive guy. Just everything you read, it, you're like, fuck, this is, this is an impressive businessman. How's his team? It's one thing if you're hiring and firing. He's had the same now coach for a while. His GM's been there since like 13. Lombardi had a great tweet. He's like, how do they? How's this the worst run organization in football? The, the GM, like at least in Cleveland, they fire people every other year. They've had David Caldwell's been the GM there forever. <laughs> Isn't it kind of wild? Yeah. It looked like they had turned the corner too for a minute. If, J, Jay Gruden would have been better off just staying out a year than going there. Yeah. You forget he's the OC there. I did forget that. I know people, you just don't. I know, Jay, what's Jay Gruden doing? Oh, what's he doing again? Oh, Jaguars OC? Um, the CBA, we talked about this extra playoff team this year, 17 game schedule the following year, hard for it to really feel real, but it, I, you know, we've talked about it, whatever, keep adding games. Cool. I don't love that a two C doesn't get a buy, but whatever. I think that first weekend's going to be pretty sweet with six games. It will be a good, it will be a good weekend. Yeah. I mean, I'll, I'll probably be singing a different tune when we're sitting there watching. Don't you it. think it also changes the conversation? Like keep our fingers crossed November. You know, if the Niners are a team, you know, like this mm-hmm. year, the Rams, six and six, they're, they're in, they're like in a driver's seat for a playoff spot. Yep. Where I think the last really forever, that six spot sometimes can be really, really difficult, can come down to all these tiebreakers. What, so why not? Are we ever, if we just play this all out, one day you play a regular season, 17 games, and then every team makes the playoffs and uh, they're all seated appropriately. There's buys, there's some weird advantages you build in. And the season's just it's lasts as long as possible, and we just maximize the amount of money that can be made. You're acting like they just play seven months they, a year. They play, yeah, they play 17 weeks for seeding, and then all 32 teams make the playoffs. I don't think we'll and everyone get there. makes just an, uh, just an astronomical amount of money. There are bidets in every bathroom for even the lowest paid NFL player. What's your t- do you like the 17 game? Was it necessary? No, I don't like it, but. I, I have said this in the moment. Did they add too, an extra right? buy? I didn't read any. I don't think the buy is that was added, right? It was the same. same. So it's just an 18-week season? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure. Um. Oh, last one here. This could be a larger conversation, too. Vic Tafer wrote, growing draft buzz. The Raiders might draft a quarterback with their second first-round pick at number 19. Jordan Love is a possibility if the consensus fourth-best QB falls to 19. Or the team could trade down from 19 and grab Jalen Hurts, who the team is very high on. Isn't that funny that I I, I was listening to Rosillo's podcast where he had Bruce Feldman on, and Feldman was talking about the Jordan Love situation, and he's from Bakersfield. Did you know that? Really? No, I I didn't know that. Jordan Love is from Bakersfield? Yeah, it's like... Small Central Valley towns that produce Jordan Love and Josh Allen. I know. To me, there are some parallels there of just... It's kind of crazy. Uh... Is Jordan Love going to be there at 19? The one thing Feldman says is when you ask around, because he said, I actually talked, a lot of scouts ask me stuff on players because especially since I've been doing this new job of doing a sideline reporter, they know I just get to be around some guys in different settings where guys are not, like when when a player's around a scout, it's just like a job interview. It's like, to me, you got to take a lot of it with a grain of salt. They're going to be on their best behavior. Like the moment you're in a facility and you walk by a player and you have a brand on, like they're not going to be a slapdick if they have any sort of common sense. But sometimes around the media, they can kind of show their true colors. And he was just talking about how he wrote just – this is actually on a piece on the the corner 
was the corner or safety from Cal. There was a track guy. There was a walk-on. Ashton Davis. Yeah, and he's like, a lot of scouts have been hitting me up about him because he's kind of a late bloomer. Now he's looking like a second-round pick, and no one really knew about Mm. him coming into the season. But back to Jordan Love is like, you know, he was just saying the people he talked to, it's not the buzz you read on Twitter about Jordan Love can be a little hit or miss. He's like, some of the scouts I knew thought they recommended, like, you should go back to school. Or I was thinking about this. What if Jordan Love would have been a grad transfer this year? Would he have been one of the biggest free agents in, like, market history? Yeah, that, that guy from Vandy turned out to be a huge free agent, right? Like, how many teams would have been in on the Jordan Love market if Jordan Love was a free agent? Here's one for you. You want one for the future? Would, or- JT would, Daniels- would Oregon have tried to go after him, you think? Uh, yeah, I think everybody would have. Yeah. Apparently, Oregon was kind of interested in that Vandy guy who ended up at Georgia. Here's This is the one to keep an eye on. JT Daniels, who's coming back from the ACL... Now with potentially no spring, I mean no spring and potentially less fall, you would think a guy coming off an injury is disadvantaged in a quarterback competition. Wasn't it worse he than is the going ACL to, though? Wasn't it like a really bad knee injury or no, just a clean ACL? Eh, maybe it was multiple, but it was definitely an ACL. But he's gonna he's working his way back. He's gonna graduate, John. I'm told. Uh, Ryan Abraham said this. He's gonna graduate in three years at SC. He's gonna have he's gonna be able to, he's gonna have two years of eligibility and be able to grad transfer. So play right away after and this play year. for two years. Yeah. So that's a that's a 2021 quarterback free agent to keep an eye on if he doesn't end up being the quarterback at SC, which people around SC don't think he will be this year. What's the word on him? Like good kid, people like him. Do you know? Have you ever heard anything about him? Uh, I don't. I don't. No, I haven't really spent much time on on that. No, I don't know. I mean, I don't. I haven't heard anything bad. He got hurt when week wasn't it week one or week two? Like it was early. In the yeah, season. week week one. He got replaced. That guy got hurt. And then Keaton Slovis came into that game. Oh, yeah. Slovis was a third-string guy. Well, my point is, like, getting in, getting hurt in week one is different in December. Like, he's, if it is just his knee's okay, he should be ready for the start of the season, right? Yeah, but people think that just you're saying Graham he might not, loves Keaton so Slovis. You're saying he might not be on the team come week one this year. No, I'm saying he might. I'm saying oh, this is gonna be even his third, if he's this healthy. This is going to be his third year. Yeah, this will be his third year. Even if he's healthy, he might not win the job. But he is on track to graduate, and so he is incentivized to stay at USC, redshirt. not enter the transfer portal if he doesn't win the job. Well, he redshirted last year. Oh, yeah. Right. But just stay, complete this redshirt sophomore season, even if he's the backup, and then have graduated with two years to play as a graduate transfer and become one of the highest sought-after grad transfers we've probably ever seen. Slovis, that's a good fucking find. <laughs> Because that was the other thing that Feldman mentioned. He said Matt Wells, who's now the coach at Texas Tech, he's like Jordan Love. I would imagine if you rivaled him, he was like probably like a two star out of Bakersfield. He said he was like 170 pounds. No one wanted him. Matt Wells liked him. And sometimes this is where the the Fresno States, the Nevadas, the Utah States, you can get a really big diamond at quarterback. And think how many Slovises. And this is always the argument for a guy like Slovis. Was he a walk-on or was he scholied? Uh, I think he was a scholarship quarterback. That's a good. I'm not positive though because, but he wasn't like a two-star guy. Like he, but I'm just saying a guy like Slovis, and I get it. I I, I can't relate. Like when you go, well, I'm going to USC. Well, JT Daniels is one of the biggest recruits in the country. You go, I'm not going to play probably. Where you go, I can go to Oregon State or Fresno State. I might be the starter like week one. I'm I'm always fascinated. I get why. 
Fields goes when Fromm's already there. You're such a big-time guy. Remember, Slovis was like his other offer was like Colorado State. Like, Clay Helton got credit for that one. He's like, he believed in this guy. He convinced him, and it actually worked out for Slovis. But I'm saying there, it feels like there were a decent amount of Slovises. Now, they might not ever become good players, but they never really get the chance to play because they go to the program and they don't play when they're like the third guy behind Tua. Not like Jalen Hurts right. and Tua, but that other guy where they could go to, you know, maybe like Kentucky or Cal, and be a starter probably relatively quick just because they are a pretty big-time guy and their talent is immense. I'm always fascinated by that kid and just his mindset. Now, again, it, it's probably going to work out for Slovis. Who knows? When the, all the dust settles and like when you and I are talking draft in three years, Slovis could be like a first-round pick, right? I think he's third in the uh, Heisman odds right now. I mean, whatever they were was he a, a while ago. Was he a freshman last year? Yes. Yeah, it's just... So he'd go, yeah, I came here for a reason. But I go, well, you got a little lucky. I mean, he took a devastating knee injury, and then what? The other kid get a it, concussion? Uh, or did yeah, something happened to him. Shoulder? I don't know. But he, uh, but Slovis never would have played if JT Daniels would not have torn his ACL. Right. You know, that's maybe he would have played as a senior. You know, may, yeah, like the one year, but. JT leaves or something. Yeah, I mean, JT was gonna be the starter more than likely. I, I've actually. Again, it's hard to judge the freshman. I, I didn't love him as a freshman, though. That game where he got hurt, he did look a lot better. Remember he that did. first half? Like, guys, I, I, guys yeah, yep. And I was wrong, John. He actually came in. Uh, Slovis came in. At, oh wait, no, no. Okay, he was a freshman. Yeah. That guy seems. I mean, I don't know much about him. Like a pretty impressive. People dude. really like him. Yeah. I mean, and part of it could be maybe if you're that guy, you're like, look, the portal always now the portal exists, so I have even more of a reason to give it a shot at a big time school. It doesn't work. I can transfer from UW to Fresno State, you know. If we get to the point, just, I mean, it, it almost would make me cry just thinking about it, like football got canceled. I know. Because I I mean, if football got canceled or pushed back, that would have meant we probably went on a three-month stretch with basketball canceled, baseball gone, Masters golf tournaments off. It, mm-hmm. it would be a long, long stretch, guy. It's like, all right, John, this is a podcast three in the Haberman and Middlecoff Hemingway series. So, guy, today... What did you think of The Sun Also Rises? We're just doing a book club podcast. What about this? Like, yeah, I counted. I have uh, 750,000 hairs on my legs. <laughs> like, what, what are you going to do? You just... You're going to get really desperate. We're not going to get to that point that yet. We got some... We, we can make do. Yeah, I'm, we're... We're, uh, we're confident. I was hard on uh, Roger Goodell that he had to push it back. But, you know... Do you, Roger. That's right. That's right. Whatever you decide, we're here for. Yeah, I'll, I'll support. It'll be the right thing either way. Yeah, if, if you're going to let, you know, even if it's just tentative deals, I'm, you know, I, I think I can wrap my head around it, even in these tough times. That's right. All right. On that note, enjoy your Sunday. Time to eat, but like in a rationed way. Yeah. Be, be careful. You might run out of peanut butter and jelly. I had to do a home workout on Monday, on uh, Saturday, John, because I'm like, you know, I, I, am I just going to be sitting at home eating for three weeks without going to the gym? Very possible. So, did, did, uh, well, broke out some push ups. Th- that's what I was thinking, guy. I, I was going to tweet this. Maybe I'll say this for like Monday or Tuesday. We're going to call the corona quarantine the no judgment because some of us might come out in three or four weeks. What that's you right, quoted right. Portnoy's tweet, like, it's one thing to buy a bunch of food. Well, if you don't have the discipline, which. I don't, you don't, most men I know do not. Sure don't. I, I just like, oh, I ate 10 minutes ago. And then you walk in by the pantry like, whoa, I got some uh, peanut butter sticks or whoa, I got some uh, 
I got some salsa to go with carrots and chips. And then all of a sudden you're like, I've eaten 7,000 calories in the last three, three hours. Yep. No, I'm with it. I think there's a, there's a real concern. I have that concern. Here's the other thing. Like you talk about this, I'll say this lastly before we move on uh, and end the show. I, so when I did, I did the workout in my apartment. Okay. I had to write down what the workout was going to be. This is why I need somebody at a gym to tell me what to do. It took me like eight minutes just to write down eight different things that I could do in sequence for a minute each before I started the whole sequence over again. Right? Like sit-ups, push-ups, lunges, squats. And then I was like, what else do I have? And I had to write them down or else I was not going to be able to lead myself through a workout. I mean, it's going to, it's going to test a lot of people. And I, I think again, no, a no judgment Corona zone where every American's allowed to put on an extra 10, you know? <laughs> All right. On that note, uh, get ready to buy future gym gym stock yeah. in the future. Buy gym stock in September. Jump on that because everyone's gonna. It'll be like the biggest New Year's gym rush ever, and tanning beds. Godspeed. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for one twenty nine each. Then get flavorful Tyson natural boneless chicken breasts for two forty nine a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.